What up, fam? This is an excerpt from issue number 18, May 2000. My intro. Hot, sweaty, sticky, funky, smelly, and dirty. Kind of sounds like sex, but it's not. It's called being a bicycle courier in downtown Houston, home of humidity. Man, it's going to be a hot one this summer. Welcome to May issue number 18. As of Monday, May 1st, 2000, Mayor Lee Brown has presented a a proclamation declaring May Bicycle Month and May 19th Bike to Work Day. As for Messenger Appreciation Day, October 9th, 2000, I guess we just have to wait until then. Apparently, due to the actions that came across Cyclecross John on Tuesday, the 2nd, an anonymous woman approached the tower around 6.30 p.m. with barbecue sandwiches, chips, and drinks for every hard-working courier. As much as I... As much as a ravenous courier can consume, there was not anyone there to devour but Cyclecross John. Lucky him. In this month's issue, we have coverage on the second annual and second attempt April Fool's race. What a kick-ass race. Much props to you, little Drew, and the accomplices, and congratulations to Pat McGowan on the victory, who will be representing H-Town in the NAC. 2000 until that next race Patrick I don't even know uh, which Patrick that was (laughs) also on Saturday the 20th Courage Scum will also be playing the Duff All-Stars in the friendly game of softball there are still rumors that the CCSD want a rematch I'll have I'll have half out and about that my grammar at that time. <laughs> but anyways, please support our fellow Curtis Gums and talk as much noise as you can at the game. I don't know if any of you noticed, but the giant mural across the street from 600 Travis is about to be completed. And of course, it's missing something powerful. A fucking bicycle courier is not going to be recognized in it. So... Call it the evol- it's called the evolution of downtown Houston. To be quite frank, as bicycle couriers have played an, an enormous role in downtown evolution. I would like to file a citation against the artists who have completely violated the recognition. <laughs> you have been sued by the HBCA and Courier Scum. So, what do you people have to say about the new Westheimer Street Fest on Allen Parkway? On my behalf, it will never be the same. This is all I'm going to say about that. In other news, a suspicious courier who worked in downtown for about three or four days was caught up in some drama. I didn't know his name, but there was an article about it in, in this scene. Maybe y'all might have known who he was. I am talking, 
I am taking a trip to the west side on the 19th, and I'm going to hit up Supergirl. Wow, that's an old bike shop from in California back in the day. So if any of y'all want to place an order, just let me know. Gotta run. A, uh, the kid in the mix at P.O.P., which was party in the plaza, and here's a picture of me <laughs> with two businesswomen just hanging out with them. Wow. Uh, sorry, my hips, my mishaps on the reading, but, man, I had horrible grammar uh, back then uh, when I was trying to write, so incomplete sentences, fragments, all that, and, like, I, when I try to read it as I wrote it, it's very hard to uh, read it and sometimes comprehend it. So there you go. Uh, issue 18, May 2000. Uh, hope you enjoy this episode. Here we go. Howdy, everybody. I'm Cisco Naira with Humidity Podcast, the sister of Humidity, Houston's bike courier zine. This was a bike messenger zine that started back in 1998. It ran month to month for tres años. It was about the bike messenger lifestyle and culture. Now we're bringing it to you in audio. We are continuing the conversation a decade and a half later with a new perspective from H-Town to the world. We'll be talking to ex-bike messengers, current bike messengers, and friends of bike messengers. So sit back, take a ride, and enjoy the show. What up, peeps? Um, welcome to the Community Podcast. Uh, this is episode number 37. So I'm sitting with a with a new dude here, new fish. Uh, don't really know him too well, but we're fixing to find out. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, here we go. Let me introduce you, Mr. Darby Darbs Deming. Hey, what's, what's going on? What's up, dude? Not much. How you doing, man? So Doing great. I mean, I, I would say I met you uh, maybe about three years ago. Yeah, and, December 2019. Yeah, I threw like a, a winter solstice yeah. race. And uh, you showed up, and the, I think there was probably like eight or ten racers. I mean, it was like a, a reunion, a winter solstice reunion. Like, man, you should have stayed, dude. There was like a ton of people, <laughs> like messengers from like 20, 30 years ago, and we were yeah. just all shooting the shit. So I threw the alley cat, and you came through, and you raced it. Yeah, I did. <laughs> and then I had to DQ you, dude, because you walked through the door. And I yeah. was like, dude, you weren't supposed I said that in the beginning of the race. If you walk through that front door and your manifest is not done, you're DQ'd or something like that. And then you show me a manifest and it was incomplete or something. Or, and then you try to step in and boom, disqualified you <laughs> on the spot, dude. And uh, yeah, you seemed a little upset about it. <laughs> yeah, I was a little butthurt from it. Yeah, but it's all good, dude. You know, you, you left kind of momentarily. I was like, dude, come back, man. Come hang out, dude. You're about to like... Here's some shit, you know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. like, the fools were out. Like, fools I hadn't seen, like, 15, 20 years, like, showed up. So oh, man. You would have had a blast just talking to these old, <laughs> older guys, you know. So, actually, uh, let's go ahead and, and start off, dude. Uh, I know you were bike messengering in downtown. Yeah. Um, dude, uh, I don't know exactly what year. Go ahead and tell everyone when you, when you started. Uh, I started in November 2014. With Mach 5. Okay. And I was working at Jimmy John's, and uh-huh. Kavanaugh had come over there and was like, asking me, hey, you should go uh, You should go over to Mach 5 and apply, because we're looking to fill a spot. Yeah. And I did that, and I got hired on. 
on the spot. Yeah, yeah. They actually helped me get an ID. Like, I didn't have an ID at the time. What? Yeah, they had a driver take me to the DPS. No and, way. Yeah. <laughs> That's tight. Yeah. <laughs> damn, they're like, you need to get ID, dude. Like, damn. So November 2014 is when I started. Number f- okay, 14. That's that's always been a, a lucky number for me, dude. Yeah. So I was like, um, so um, I know from what I know, like I've just seen you on the streets and then we were talking earlier about that documentary, mm-hmm. but we'll talk more about that uh, uh, to come. Yeah, yeah. More to come, but I do want to ask you about that as well. And then um, I guess go ahead and tell us why the fuck did you want to become a bike messenger, man? Um, Everyone has a story. What's yours? You know. I mean, I don't. I didn't really want to. It just really? kind of just happened. Really? Damn, that's coincidental. Uh, and know? I just thought it was cool. I was like, you know, I come from like skateboarding and everything. And oh yeah. I, I I didn't really see myself as like a cycling person mm-hmm. until I started delivering food mm-hmm. for Jimmy John's. And All right. How old were you when you started in 2014? Like. Oh. Uh, let's see. 2014. How old were you, dude? Come on, do the math. Do the math. <laughs> I, I just turned 19 that year. Oh, in June. no shit. So, so you June were just, 2014, yeah. I turned you 19. You were young, dude. Yeah. That's young. Yeah. So, damn, you got straight in. Like, I, you know, I always like to relate, like, stories like like how you said. Uh, I mean, I was 21. I just turned 21 when I became a bike messenger. But, man, it was it was so tight. But you were 19. Dude, there were, do you ever know a guy named Hunter? Yes. I. You, you I know actually, Hunter? Don't lie, dude. Yeah, I talk to him every once in a while. Still. No like, shit. Like, hey, buddy, hope you're doing good. Damn, dude, that's my boy right there, Hunter, dude. So, like, when he started in downtown, he was, like, 16, dude. Yeah. Like, he was a little kid, dude. Yeah. I was like, damn. I was like, how old are you, man? He, I thought he was, like, 20 or 21. He's like, I'm 16. I was like, get the fuck out of here, dude. I was like, no way. But, you know, we've always been tight, you yeah. know, throughout the years. Uh, he's in his, what, mid 30s now man no. i don't know how old that cat is oh man i've known him such a long time i can't even remember right now so here goes okay. a, here goes an old picture of him oh yeah there he is dude 2016 because he left here around that time i think right yeah he, he shout out look you can see the metro hunting. rail right there yeah i see that dude on main street right there yeah right on Damn! Shout out to Hunter, dude. Yeah, I, got, to I gotta Hunter. get him on here, dude. Uh, I mean, I've, I've been doing. I do some of these on Zoom too, so I just need to like, you know, link up with him and have you know sit down on Zoom and record one with him. But yeah, I'd like to get his perspective because there weren't too many bike messengers who started at like 16 yeah. years old. He was one of them, 16, 17. But that's wild. The wolf that guy had on like last episode oh yeah uh he started when he was 16 too dude. oh wow and he this was in the 80s you Dang. know like totally different scene <laughs> than than what it you know what it was during the heyday and then what it is now so mm-hmm. so what's the deal now are you still working for Mach 5 what are you doing um i worked for Mach 5 for about a year and a half and then i got fired what yeah, that was kind of a story. Uh, <laughs> Were you not showing up to work? No, no, no. I was pretty punctual. Uh, I went to the courthouse. Mm-hmm. Like, they had me on courthouse duty, and I just wigged out one day. <laughs> and you just bounced? Uh, I kind of got in trouble by the constables there. Oh, why, dude? Uh, Damn, this is the story. Go ahead, dude. You, you ready for the story? Yeah, come okay, on, Okay, I'll dude. tell you the story. Yeah. Uh, so I was on courthouse duty filing stuff all day, and yeah. I just got tired of going in and out of there. Yeah. And they would play the same game every time I would go through the oh, stairs. Yeah, They'd be like, 
All right, we got to check, check your bag. Oh, yeah, that's... I know. And I was getting tired of them just checking my bag because I had just been there, like, 30 minutes before. And mm-hmm. I must have been in there, like, 10 times that day, and it was only, like, 1.30, 2 o'clock. Damn. So that's I'm a like, lot. I'm like, you can't forget who I, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how are you yeah, forgetting? I, dude, those, those people were, you know... They're doing their job, but man, I, I, I was exactly kind of like you. I work for Roadrunner, and like I was in and out of the courthouse all day long, dude. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I get it gets redundant, but like, but do you even think, like, hey, you just saw me, you know what I'm saying? Like, cut me a little slack. So yeah, what happened? I was like, they, were, they kept checking my bag over and over again, and finally, on the last time, uh, there was a bit of a line, and my bag went through the scanner, and they're checking it, and I just left it there. What? Yeah, I didn't have any. I was holding the filing I had to go uh-huh. take there. Uh-huh. And I just went up the elevator to probate, filed it on the eighth floor, came back down, and there was, like, five constables waiting what? for me at the elevator. And I'm thinking, hey, they're just getting the elevator. And they're like, uh, sir, come with us. Oh, damn. Is that why you got canned from Mach 5? Yeah, that's why I got canned. Uh, I forgot who. It was Johnny that was a dispatcher at the time, yeah. and he was just like, Look, dude, <laughs> we're going to just cut to the chase here. We don't need your work anymore. What? Actually, I, I met that guy maybe once, but you did you work with Orlando, too? Yes, I worked uh, with Orlando, and he only covered for that guy every once in a while, but Johnny was, like, the main dispatcher while I was yeah, there. Yeah, he, dro- he did the drivers, right? He was, yeah. like, the driver dispatcher. He was yeah. all right when I first started working there. Like, I didn't have a ride home. Like, oh. I didn't have a car at the time, so. Why? Where'd you live? I lived all the way out, like, by EZ7 Skate Park. Oh, over there by Oak Forest. Yeah, so I like would that. ride an hour, like, just cruising to work. Yeah. And an hour back home. And he he knew where I lived at, because I told him. hmm And he would give me a ride home every once in a while, but I don't know. He, I wasn't his favorite courier. <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember showing up one day. He said I wasn't his favorite courier. I was wearing a Paisley, like, jacket, jacket uh-huh. like, some, like, funny-looking, like, freaking button-up shirt. Uh-huh. And he's like, that's giving out the wrong message. I'm like, what do you even mean, dude? <laughs> I understand, though, now. I'm like, it looks like some hippie shit. And he's like, don't wear that. <laughs> hey, but that was, like, the thing about bike messengers, dude. Everyone had, like, their own style. You know what I'm saying? Like... They were like punk rocks, you know, messengers, uh, fucking hip hop messengers, you know what I'm saying? Thug ass messengers, <laughs> like, uh, like preppy messengers, you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, absolutely. There was all kinds of people, but we all got along. That's the thing. Yeah. Though. That was that was tight. Like there was a camaraderie like with us, no matter Definitely. what you were. Mm-hmm. We all knew each other and we all hung out together. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those were the the wonderful days of bike messaging, but. So you were Mach 5 for how long, dude? Uh, I would say from November 2014 to about early or halfway through 2016. Okay, about two years, two yeah. and a half years? One and a half, and oh, then yeah. I got canned. Damn. And then a month later, I got picked up by... Uh, I applied for Package Express, mm-hmm. and I got picked up there, started working there, and then... That was a terrible place to work for, too. Yeah. Wait, did, you weren't the in-house guy, were you? You were just out doing No, runs. I was working there while that old guy, he was riding the mountain bike for Fulbright. Mm. Super old guy. Black dude? Yeah. Uh, 
Damn. What is his name? Terry. Terrence? Terrence? No, I don't know. Terry? Terry? Fuck, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about? I haven't seen him in a minute, though, dude. Uh, He actually, unfortunately, passed away. Yeah, okay, that's right, because Squirrel told me that. Yeah. Uh, He he told me, he's like, hey, you remember? And I was like, yeah, he passed away. So I know who you're talking about now. I just forgot his name. Rest, Rest his soul. But, dude, he was in downtown before I even started. So, right. Like, dude, he'd been down there for a minute, dude. And he was kind of older already, like Tim Blakey's age. Yeah, you know, he's old. like he was like 70 years old or something What? Like that. No shit. I, I didn't yeah. know he was that. He might have been that old because, dude, yeah, he died, what, a couple years ago or something? Yeah, he, years? he died in 2017. Oh, okay. Rest in peace. Yeah. Ah, oh, fuck, I'm sorry. I forgot his name, man. Yeah, I, I used to talk to him, like, you know, when I was, he was always in the courthouse, too, yeah. so. Yeah, he had that money run at Fulbright where he would just sit there all day and take deliveries for them, and they would call me up when they had, like, extra stuff there, yeah. and it was always, like, a one-hour, like, ASAP delivery. Yeah, dude, I'll tell you right now, he had that sweet gig, because they yeah. were, uh, if you were inside the in-house for, for uh, Package Express, like, the in-house guy for Fulbright, you made some dough, dude, like. For real. Yeah, you did. I don't know so much these days, but back in the early 2000s, when everybody was suing everybody, uh-huh. like, they were in the courthouse all fucking day, dude, just oh, charging wait time, like, all <laughs> day long. So, uh, that's how a lot of the messengers made money. Yeah. Uh, going to the court. I don't, I don't see, I, like, I don't know how Mach 5 had, they always had some kind of, like, setup on how they charged, they, you know, their, their their riders for going in the courthouse and all that stuff. So like it was, it was never really brought to the table, like what they were getting paid, you know? So <laughs> the, I, like I, I was, I, I, I was asked to join the, I always call them the dark side. Yeah. So like I was asked to join them, but I was like, Oh Hawk hell Hawk. yeah. Yeah. Like, I they're... was like, hell no. After so. I got fired, I made a joke that they were the antichrist. Of messengers. <laughs> <laughs> but like there's, a, there's a lot of history, you know, uh, within, uh, like Mach 5 was bought out by another company but kept the name but the original owner of Mach 5 was a real cool dude dude yeah. Gary Murphy have you ever heard of that guy mm, I'm too he new. wasn't that much older than me like he was probably like three or four years older than me but he owned Mach 5 and uh, he was a cool dude man I, I see him every now and then or, uh, actually I saw him on Facebook just recently I was like damn Gary Murphy but David yeah, David Wilms is the guy that owns it now. Yeah, he owns it now, but yeah, I've I've actually sat down with him a couple of times and, you know, just didn't uh didn't vibe off of him. Yeah. You know, like I was trying to do some stuff with him. Funny uh I had a funny interaction with that guy one time. Really? What, yeah. What uh May all right, May thirtieth, twenty fifteen. I got hit crossing the road in a crosswalk. In downtown? No, I was on Law Drive, and uh-huh. I was going across a crosswalk uh-huh. from a road that merges from Memorial to Wall Drive, going northbound. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. And I was on a delivery going to 55 Wall, that Kirby Corporation yeah. building, and I got struck in the bike lane, ended up in the hospital. What? Damn, for real? Yeah, and David Wilms came to the hospital. It was like, he was there. What? Making sure I was all right. Really? Well, yeah. good for him, man. I mean, you know... He, I mean, like I said, I, I really didn't. I remember my one of my friends lived in this neighborhood, and and um, 
North, somewhere in North Houston. But David Wills was his neighbor, dude. No like way. his back neighbor. Like we were all chilling out at his pool and shit. And like, he goes, Yeah, David Wills lives back here. And like, I remember like looking at, there was like an opening in the fence and he was back there in the backyard. I was like, What the fuck? <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I just probably waved and that was it. I didn't go say hi or talk to him. But yeah, that was, I didn't, I didn't know that. I mean, that was a long time ago, but I didn't know he, he was like, a buddy of mine's next back store backyard <laughs> that's neighbor. crazy so but um yeah mach 5 would you say the antichrist <laughs> yeah but uh yeah dude a lot of people worked for them uh everyone was always trying to work for mach 5 like everybody dude yeah so. we had some characters come in while i was working there trying to apply uh-huh uh i think while brant was working there or something like that a guy came in like fully kitted up like, ready to do the Tour de France. Yeah. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I do this when I'm, like, training, uh-huh. but I don't do it on the job. Uh-huh. Because it's Who just... Who was this kid? Do you remember? I, man, I don't remember, dude. I wasn't even there. I just heard it from Brant, though. He oh, was like, really? yeah, we want you to... We don't want to see your package. We want you to deliver the package. Because <laughs> <laughs> he came in, like, fully kitted out, like, yeah, I'm ready to deliver some stuff for y'all. <laughs> Oh, that's funny, dude. Actually, uh, back there was this guy, man. He was a cool motherfucker, dude. Uh, damn, I forgot his name too, man. I used to hang out with him. He was only a messenger for like three months, but he was from uh, Uruguay. Like, you know where that's at? No, where is that? No, is that Africa? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, Uruguay is in in South America. It's oh, like South the, America. Yeah, it's like the very almost southern uh, country of South America, but. He oh, was, whoa. like, a total white dude, dude. He had, like, like blonde hair, blue eyes. Like, you would like he's definitely German descent yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. But he, And then, like, he came to downtown delivering packages, but he was, like, wearing biker shorts and, like, jerseys. And, dude, of course, man, everyone started clowning that, that dude, man. Like, bad. <laughs> dude, we, dude, we used to clown bad on people. The bike messages were bad. But um, Shane. Gave him that name, uh, called him Teabag. Teabag. <laughs> yeah, and it stuck with him. Everyone started calling him Teabag. But it was like, dude, what's that dude? They were like, why is that dude wearing biker shorts and delivering packages? Like, he's going to go in there and, like, teabag something. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, like, man, damn, I forgot his name. He was a cool dude. I, I hung out with him. Uh, he helped me with some stuff with humidity when I was doing humidity. But a uh, real cool guy. Like, I thought he was a white dude, but he was like, blah, 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 just speaking that fast spanish dude. yeah so uh tea bag that's a, that i'm just giving you a little like little tidbits on how fools get their like, names and like was he down. wearing really short shorts uh they no it's just that at that time nobody wore biker shorts in downtown kind of like you know yeah. you're saying this guy came in with a kit like yeah. nobody wore biker shorts yeah like you got clowned on. A lot of us wore them, like, in shorts, you uh-huh. know? But, like, no one just came straight down there and just wearing With biker shorts. shorts. Yeah. yeah, so someone gave him that name, T-Bag. And then, uh, dude, it's just stuck with him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so usually like, when I wear bike shorts, I wear them underneath just some shorts. Yeah. And then a jersey. That's pretty much my work outfit. Yeah, that's, that's, that's how we all did it. I mean, uh because you're on the bike all day well you know i mean we're we're moving all day long you know what i'm saying so i don't know it's just nice to 
Yeah, if you're gonna be riding all day like that, you need to be comfortable. I, and that was me, dude. Like, I mean, I of course I, you know, just wore regular underwear and, and shorts and went to work. But you know, after that, I started getting, I started buying biker shorts. This was like when I started. I yeah. started rocking biker shorts, and like it made a huge difference. Yeah. So, uh, you know, but you just really couldn't like. I don't know, it's like back in the day, you didn't walk into a law firm wearing like a kit or biker shorts, you know? Like, I know people do it. I'm sure people were doing it in New York or D.C. or something like that or London, you know? But like here in Houston, that was like a no-no, dude. Uh, back in in those mid-90s, like cycling wasn't that big in Houston, dude. Like, yeah. I mean, there were people who got down and rode bikes, like mountain bike. We were big mountain bikers, but like... If, Riding mountain bike. No one really rode too many road bikes, but it was a, a different scene in Houston than what it is right now. So I was going to ask you a couple questions as we go along about like what I'm talking about right now, because there's like a whole new perspective. I mean, I see it when I'm out riding in the streets, uh -huh. but like, or hit the trails or something. I mean, the scene is, and then all the group rides and bike clubs and all that stuff. Yeah. So I would think like, I'm not a, I mean, I know some of those people, but not a lot of them. But, I mean, there's just so many. Actually, I want... All right, so let me ask you this. Uh, actually, let's go back. I'm going actually yeah, yeah, too yeah. far. Yeah, yeah, um, So after you left Mach 5 and then you went to Package Express, where'd you go after that? Uh, so I was with Package Express for probably another year and a half, like from 2016 up to 2017. And mm -hmm. then I got... Uh, I forgot what was going on with that company, but Jeff at Houston's Courier called me up. Oh, yeah? And he asked if I wanted to work for them. Um, I forgot what was going on with them. They had a guy that was they were guaranteeing a weekly, like, guarantee to. Mm -hmm. And I guess he thought it was a guarantee plus what you made from deliveries. So he just wasn't making what he expected. Mm -hmm. And so he just said, you know, I don't want to work here anymore. They called me up and I explained to him my situation. I'm like, hey, look, I'm working at another company, but I'm pretty sure I can wing both of it at the same time. Yeah. He's like, all right, if we're giving you a guarantee. We need you to pick up our stuff first. Yeah. And it Yeah, because they're used to, I remember they were, mostly everyone I knew that worked for them, they yeah. got a guarantee. Like and a so Jeff was the owner, and well, he still is, and Coke was the dispatcher at the time. Mm -hmm. And they were both really cool. They were both, they must have been bikers because they were really cool. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, I really enjoy working for them. I was working two companies at, at the same time, so you're double dipping. Yeah, doing double that. dipping, yeah. And, I mean, I was pretty busy from that time, from like 2017, and then until I pretty much lost my job at Package. Mm -hmm. uh, funny story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, shoot that one. Come on. Uh, I got, you told us how you got canned from Mach 5. How'd you get canned? I from? got canned from Package Express because you had delivery tickets. Like, you had to uh -huh, fill out delivery yeah. tickets. And, uh, I remember every Friday you would have to go right out to old Katie road in like six ten, oh, yeah. yeah. And drop off your yeah. tickets. Yeah. And I would pick up my paycheck there. And I accidentally delivered the check stub from Houston's courier mm. with the tickets to them. Busted. <laughs> I got totally busted. Damn, dude. So what did they tell you? I was like, I was checking through my bag because I got a little like dump pouch in the side of my bag that I just put all my paperwork in, so I'm not like fumbling with a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And I was checking my bag and I was like, man, where is that check stuff? Like, I hope I didn't just deliver it with those tickets. Oh no, dude. 
And yeah, so Monday rolled around and they called me up like early in the morning. They were like, hey, uh, what's this check stub doing in the tickets oh, with your name on it from a, oh, another company? Damn. And I was like, I was thinking to myself, man, your guys' deliveries are getting done. Uh-huh. They never ran late. Like, no one ever called. Uh-huh. And, I mean, I guess they just had, a, like, a bone to pick with me, and they just were like, look, we, we, we don't need you anymore. Like, we don't need to. Damn, so, like, that, too. Yeah. Like, damn. It was, I was heartbroken, because I was like. <laughs> that sucks, though, dude. Yeah, because it was pretty good. I mean, that's I mean, kind of your slip-up, dude. Yeah, you know I what fucked saying? up big time. I yeah. was, what? It was 2017, so I was 20, almost, I was 23 already. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, man, why does this keep happening to me? Damn. But yeah, uh, dude, a lot of people double dipped, which mm-hmm. was, uh, I mean, I, I had a couple, there were a couple of bike messengers who, who had their own side hustle. Yeah. And then sometimes they would like call me and be like, hey. You, are you free for a minute? You want to go grab something for me? And I would, you know, I'm say, yeah. And then, you know, they would take care of me whenever, you know, I, or, you know, it's just like, uh, what ifs, but mm-hmm. double dipping. Yeah. A lot of people did it. Damn. And you did it and got caught, dude. Yeah. In a dumb way to deliver, like accidentally give them the check stub from another company. Dumb mistake. All right. So where'd you go after that? Well, I was with Houston's Courier still, so I just oh, stuck Oh, so, with, yeah, you stayed there. Yeah, but, I stuck But with then them. you lost your double dip in money, <laughs> dude. So, damn, that blows. Unfortunately. Yeah. So, all right, and then what happened there? How long are, are we at Houston's Courier? So, I've been with Houston's Courier since 2017 or, yeah, 2017 till pretty much now. Oh, you're still with them? Yeah. Oh, right on, dude. I just worked today and came straight here. Oh, Okay. Cool. Where do you live, though? Do you live- uh, I oh. live off Washington, Washington okay. Avenue in, like, Houston. Oh, that's that's close, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's real close. Yeah. yeah. So all I had to do was, like, pretty much get off work, go to my house, switch my clothes, and yeah. ride over here. Yeah. So, yeah, so you're still b- biking. Yeah, I'm and still delivering. going. Damn. So I always, every now and then, I try to count on my hand who's <laughs> still down there, dude. And so you're one. Mm-hmm. There's a mosquito flying right there. Get, yeah, you're one. Junebug is two. Yeah, I see him around a lot. Yeah, he's he dude. He might take the cup for longest messenger. Right. Yeah, because he started. He's been downtown for a minute. He's dude. on the move constantly. Yeah. yeah. And uh, OMT's down there from time to time. Yeah, I see him a lot too. Yeah, he's down there. Um, Zoe, you know, you know. Yeah, he's, uh, I see Zoe like pretty much every day, every, every day. other day. He's at down, least. yeah, he's down there, yeah. you know, grinding too. Yeah, and uh, uh, Clark News, yeah, that fool, Zach like, Clark. Yeah, yeah he's down there. So wait, that's five of y'all then. Yeah, so I see Mark and Brant. The the ones that I know that are messengers is, I see Mark, uh, his wife. I I don't know her name. Oh, uh, yeah. I forgot her name too. Speedy yeah. Gonzalez. Yeah, or something like that. yeah, that, that's her alias, dude. She rides a special, like a specialized road bike, and mm-hmm. then she has like a Shirley. Uh, she has some kind of like Shirley geared bike with a rack on the front. Yeah. And yeah, I see her around a lot. I would like to interview those guys too. I forgot. So that's seven, dog. Yeah. So you got Junebug, Mark, uh-huh. his wife. Uh-huh. Uh huh. If we're counting people that are delivering food. Yeah. The- uh, Zoe, 
uh, Zach Clark, uh-huh. and then Ray. Brant, he down there too? Uh, I haven't seen Brant around. Really? Uh, you got Old Man Tim. Oh, okay. Uh, there's this one cat, I forget his name, but he rides a road bike, some like red old school road bike, and he's actually from New York. Damn, no shit. He's running Uber Eats or something. He's running yeah. all the apps that yeah. basically you yeah. can pick up food on. Yeah. Uh, then you got Spencer, who he's a new cat. Mm-hmm. He's delivering food down there, too. Mm-hmm. And he does the apps as well. Mm-hmm. And then, so that's like nine or ten. Damn, I didn't know that, dude. Yeah. I thought there was, you know, I mean, I count those guys, too. You know what I'm saying? They, uh, You know, all those food guys that... That are actually down there doing, yeah. you know, like they're there all week, you know, working, delivering. Like Tim does it. He has a couple of his own clients he does runs for. But yeah. Like, you know, basically he's running food the majority of the time. I see know? him riding around constantly. Dude, that dude's been on his bike, he said, since 1988. He hasn't, he hasn't been off of it, dude. He's He hasn't owned a car since 1988 or wow. some shit like that, dude. Like, that's intense. Dude, that's cycling fucking... 10, 20, yeah. Fucking, that's a long time, dude. 30 years, over 30 years. Yeah, I heard he rode, like, across, like, he rode from, like, here to, like, Louisiana or something like that. Yeah, dude. Uh, actually, me and him were supposed to do that, dude, uh-huh. uh, fucking two weeks ago. But uh, it got canceled at the last minute, dude. Oh, shoot. So, yeah, that was kind of bad. I was looking forward to going. I, ne- I needed a little, a little break, you mm-hmm. know, out of the H, so... I didn't tell anybody I was going to go. I was just going to go, you know, and just, yeah. we were going to ride the Jazz Fest. Oh, so, wow. That'd be uh, so fun. Yeah. Uh, I've done it once with them before, but dude, that was back in like 2001. So like that was 21 years ago, dude. But Tim, this would have been Tim's 14th time doing Dang, it. Man. So he asked me and when he asked me, he's like, ah, I really can't go right now. And he goes, it's going to be my 14th time. And I was like, Count me in. That's my lucky number, dude. <laughs> but uh, he ended up going anyways because, uh, like, we were going to leave that morning. And the, the fucking wind was going, like, 18 miles, 16 to 18 miles. And then you ride along the coast for, mm-hmm. like, the first day that you're riding. Mm-hmm. It would have been so brutal, dude. Yeah, like, that would riding sucked. for, you know, for all day with, like, 16, 18-mile winds coming at you, dude. Yeah, that would be exhausting. So, uh, very exhausting. I remember when I did it. Back in 01, we, we hit some winds right there because it was the coast. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, he ended up jumping on a bus and just going. He said, fuck that. But they had a tour de, damn, what was it called? Tour de Louisiana happening actually that that Monday. Like, it was a sanctioned ride. Oh, wow. And it started from Houston, and they rode all the way to New Orleans, too. But uh, I don't know who's actually in charge of that. But How many miles is that? It's 350 miles. So we, we were going to do 100 miles a day Dang. for three days and then uh, do the 50 miles in on day four. That is more than there. double the MS-150. Yeah, yeah. It's a, hey, but I'll tell you right now, it is, besides the first day and all the wind, uh, it is flat as fuck, dude. So you don't have to climb. The only thing you got to climb is that bridge from Port Arthur, Texas into uh, Louisiana. Yeah. And that, that bridge is hairy, dude. Oh, man, that'd be sketchy. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, actually, uh, Tim said he was going to do it next year, so I'm going to do it next year with him for sure. Nice. Yeah, so, Tim, shout out to Tim, man. Yeah, dude. He's an example of age is just a number. You're <laughs> fucking right, dude. You're I right. see him, I'm like, dude, 
He yeah. should race or something. Yeah. He must have insane endurance to just be able to ride like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I you know, me and him went to California and rode the PCH1 uh, last year. And we rode from San Francisco to L.A. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, wow. was, that was a brutal ride. How many miles is that? That was like 650, something like that. And how many days did you span it out? Oh, we did it like in seven days, six days, six days, something Dang. like that. We were doing over 100 miles, or like 100 to 110 miles, but in the mountains. Full. 100 miles a day? Yeah, in the mountains, yeah, dog. Yeah, like, you're going up some major incline. Have you? Do you know about the PCH one? I, I don't, but I just know I'm from California. So oh, I know, no shit? Yeah, I know. Where, how, dude? Yeah, I'm from uh, Humboldt Co- County. Where the fuck is that, dude? Eureka, like the city right, of Eureka, Eureka, like okay, Northern think, California. Northern California. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like when did you move to Texas then? Man, I moved to Texas in like 2004 when I was like little. Uh, oh, okay. So, yeah, you were a kid, dude. Yeah, I was, shoot, nine years old. Oh, okay. So you, I mean, you have some memory mm-hmm. of, you know, especially, dude, I mean, I went to San Francisco and got to ride in Marin County. Yeah. That shit was fucking gnarly, dude. Like, yeah, I got my ass handed to me <laughs> in the mountains out there, dude. Yeah, if you can ride there, you're a gnarly cyclist. Damn, no shit? Yeah. Damn, can, well, if, I'll give myself can... some credit yeah. then, dude, because actually the guys I went with were locals, yeah. and they took me out there, and I was just like... I hadn't done that kind of climbing, uh-huh. like in twenty years. Like I was in Europe, and we we were climbing in in, in Switzerland and Germany. And so, what's your elevation gain on something like that? Uh, are you talking about from California? Yeah, or like Europe? Do oh, in Europe, man, we didn't have fucking GPSs and watches and all that shit yeah. when I went. So, like, I, I really couldn't tell you. I mean, I have to look it up. Mm-hmm. But I'll just tell you, when we went through Big Sur on yeah. PCH1, we climbed like 7,500 feet. Dang. Um, that's a lot, dude. Yeah, that is. That's, uh, that's a lot, dude. Yeah. I was, I was actually, like, I, I thought Tim was going to, like, when we were doing it that, that one day where we had to climb, we had to go 115 miles in the mountains. And fucking Tim, like, I thought I was going to have to call Uber or something. <laughs> Come pick his ass up, dude. Well, um. It was very, very, very challenging. It really was. Did you do it on a road bike or did you do it on a single I speed? I did it on like a, my, I have a, uh, I built up a felt. Yeah. Which, uh, it's a road bike with straight bars and oh, uh, yeah. some uh, bar ends on it because I like to climb uh-huh. like that with straight bar and bar ends. And, uh-huh. I mean, I, I can get down on a road bike, but, you know, I like that whole style of, you know, I have my brakes up here on my bars. Yeah. I don't know. It's just that. I, I like that style. It's comfortable for me, you know? Yeah. So more I comfortable, took, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I actually elevated my stem a little bit, too. I was like, damn, I feel like I'm getting older. Like, older <laughs> people do shit like this. Right. But when I was a kid, and when I started cycling, everything was at zero degrees on my stem, zero degrees. Yeah, slammed. You know? Yeah, just slammed. Or even sometimes reverse, I'd flip it backwards so it'd be a negative degrees and put. I used to trick all my bikes out, dude. I so. got mine reversed right now and oh, slammed yeah. completely. Yeah, and I mean, as you get older and you ride a lot, like mm-hmm. not that I have shoulder issues, but like fuck, dude, like I sleep on my side too, so I do have tight shoulders and I I try to stretch a lot and I I used to wear a sling bag for like ten, uh, maybe like. Six years, I wore a sling bag, and then I fucking went to backpack, and I never turned back. Same so, here. Yeah? So I started out with a ginormous, like, 
sing, the messenger sling, mm-hmm. uh, a Chrome Metro Transport. Oh yeah, right on. And a guy that was working when I was working at Jimmy John's delivering food, uh, a guy there from like Austin had given it to me. I was like, oh no shit, first bag, yeah. let's go. Right on. And I used that for a little bit when I got uh, into delivering stuff as a messenger. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I could feel it coming on. It was it was messing with my posture mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah, it does happen, if, you know, if because you not only do you carry like packages, but you're carrying your own shit, like whether yeah. pay, you know, whatever a book, a lunch, you know, just right? Extra tubes and you know tools, stuff, tools, yeah, you know, tools, like, tubes. It gets hey, it weighs, yeah. wears you down, dude. Your jackets, your, your jackets, yeah, yeah stuff you, you know, need, whatever. Shit, I I was rocking a fucking CD player at times, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or yeah. I, you know, I would put a CD player. Everyone put CD players in there. You know, like we a lot of us, we all had ten buck twos, but the ten buck two sling bag was able. You can put um, a CD player in there, a portable CD player. Yeah. So damn, I'm, I'm feeling a little older now. Now it's look, now it's wireless headphones. I know, and, I, and I love that, dude. Yeah. I love that. It's like, amazing. It's amazing. It really is like. You know, I, I'm a guy who rides with headphones no matter what. Like, yeah, I have to. And, I, you know, it sucked because, like, I, when I used to race, like, triathlons and road bike races and mm-hmm. mountain bike races, like, that was a rule. No headphones. Yeah, no. You know, and I was like, No headphones dude, allowed. because I get fucking pumped, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. When I'm hearing the right track, you know. For real, like, me too. I'm, I get stoked, and I, I put the pedal to the metal, dude. Oh, so, absolutely. Yeah, I'm a big music, like, head when it comes to riding, when I ride my bike, or run, or skate, dude. Right. Like, skating, running, cycling, I always have to have headphones on. Yeah, it gets like you able, to, you just push it a little. Yeah, hard. always, always, always. And not, you know, finding the tempo of the beat, like, breathing with it. Yeah. Or getting your cadence to, to spin. The, yeah, to, to, yeah. The, to the beat. Yeah, yeah. So, I know, dude. I know the feeling. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, I don't... It, I can't even think how, the last time I rode without a headphones. Yeah, when I've done it, just like... when I raced. When they break or something like that, I feel like a psychopath just riding down the road, no music. All right. You're just going, no music. You're like... Yep. Yep. <laughs> Silence. It's, it's a bummer. But sometimes you got, like today, uh, something happened... I didn't have no music, but then I was like, you know what? There was just birds chirping and shit everywhere. I was like, I just need to enjoy that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. enjoy the sounds of the birds and fuck off, you know. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes I can't be, you know, just, uh, music is enough. I got to turn it off because I listen to it so much. All the time. Yeah, all yeah. the time. I'll, I'll be, like, listening it right before bed. I'm like, okay, yeah, I need, day. <laughs> no, I need chill out. Actually, I do too, man. <laughs> I actually do. So I feel you. But there's, like, these days too... It's infinite music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just jump on Apple or Spotify, and you can fucking hear anything you want at any given time. Even YouTube. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I've, I found a bunch of music fucking yesterday. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I totally forgot about all this shit. So, as you can tell, like, I got all these records right here, dude. Oh, yeah. Like, I used to... Uh, I still spin from time to time, but, I, you know what I'm saying? Oh, dude, nice. It's just like a... A beat junkie, dude. Yeah. I love, like, different beats of different sounds, and music is infinite. I'll mm-hmm. just say that. Like, there's no there's no rule, you know? People try to say, oh, there's a rule, but most artists, like, they break those rules and make some fucked up For crazy real. beat, you know? They're yeah. just like, 
And then you got these music teachers saying, oh, blah, 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 blah. Like, man, come on, dude. Yeah. You know, like, dude, musicians are going to do what they want. Yeah. Once I find something to listen to, I'll just listen to it over and over and over again until I get tired of it. Mm-hmm. And then I'll find something new and I'll mm-hmm. do it all over again. Yep. So, so damn, that's all right. So we got you there. Now I want to ask you a couple other questions since we covered the bike messenger stuff. Yes. Uh, and sometimes we go off on a little, you know, uh-huh. it's all cycling related. Uh-huh. So, so uh, check it out. Um, dude, I think I saw in that video, dude, you, you shred on a fixed gear, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying What got to... you into that? Just pushing it. I mean, I've, I've always been like really like push anything I do. I do. You said something about skateboarding earlier. Yeah, so. doing downhill skateboarding. What? Are you kidding me, yeah. dude? That's gonna be my new thing, man. Like I got a, a bigger board over there. I'm gonna set that sucker up and I bought some bigger wheels. Yeah, I'll show you a cool video of some like downhill. You stuff. got some stuff. I got some stuff. No way. I can pull up the video like in no five seconds. No way. Uh, dude, I've, I've been following quick. a lot of it, people on Instagram, downhill skate. I just love it. Just see, like, you don't have to push, dude. You just fucking flowing. Yeah. You know I went what I'm to, saying? So my most memorable moment, I think, was when I went to Arkansas back in, like, 2016. Uh-huh. There's a lot of, like, downhills out there. Yeah. Dude. I got to skate in a national park. What? Or a state park. Are you talking something? about, like, like, the one, the Walton, the... the I, the Walmart people own. They got a huge man, mountain bike course I for, out there. Too. I forget what it was, but I went to this one place. It was freaking awesome. Check this out. Let me see. That's you? Yeah. No, this is me right here. Where? On, on In this, the black? Yeah, right here on the side. Okay. Hit play. There you go. Fucking sick, dude. Damn. With what all the homies is bombing down it. And if you look, how fast do you think that is? Y'all probably going about 25. Probably 25, 30. Yeah. Yeah. That is so... Dude, actually, uh, in Austin, they have a park. It used to be a golf course. Uh I I looked it up online. So next time I go to Austin, I'm going to go to this place. Like, you know how they have the the actual... um, golf track you know that rides along the course Ooh, like, a trail like that yeah a trail but oh, downhill man. dude dude i didn't know you got down like that dude where all right where would you go around here in town to man there's not really much to I mean, skate yeah. like hill wise but you can you go, skate. go to a parking garage yeah you can go to a parking garage yeah yeah and i used to do that like just with that little 7.5 like i did it was yeah. hairy though you dude. go like 15 miles an hour but yeah it, it's still freaking awesome but i want like Bigger wheels, like I want bigger wheels than that, dude. Like what? I, but those are like kind of soft wheels too. Yeah. Uh, that board right there is a nine, so I need to get me some trucks uh, for it. And I'm gonna start off with that, and then I'm gonna build me something really tight. Oh like hell afterwards. yeah! Shred the gnar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You were talking about Austin. I went and skated the Mansfield Dam, the trail next to the Mansfield Dam. Mm. Check I don't this know out. Where that's at. Let me play this for you. So you can just hear it, Dude, too. Dude, I didn't know you got down like that. Yeah, for real. I, I actually, I've, I've, I've fallen. Damn! Duffles are flying, For dude. real, down a little trail like Where's that. Where's this at? Mansfield Dam in Austin. Dude, that's so sick. It dude. is sketchy on that trail. I know, because there's grass patches popping up and here. And you have to, like, there. dodge it and everything. Yeah, dude, that's sick. 
Actually, I went to Ohio and I went to go stay with my sister for a couple of days, and uh, her neighborhood has some sick fucking downhill shit there, dude. <laughs> I, I, she, I was like, dude, I need to bring my skateboard over here and build my board and come. In. I mean, the grade ain't like too fucking steep, but it, it's enough to to get about twenty miles an hour. Yeah, for no, sure. Hell yeah. So I mean, that's fast enough for me. Yeah. You know, like I wouldn't push the limits until I get like. A, a year of like you know yeah. uh, of experience so you know about speed wobble and all that stuff oh dude i've busted my ass so many <laughs> times uh speed wobble just you know just trying to bomb something like in austin like there's some certain sections austin kind of have a little downhill and, like, yeah i can bust in my ass but yeah i wasn't riding the right board you know what i'm saying i was like i said I write that seven and three quarters, and that's that's really thin, dude. Yeah, if you, you can know, do the it on that. The trucks are five O's. If you can you know, do it on that, you can do it on anything. I know. That's hairy, though, because I follow a lot of skaters on Instagram who, like, do mad tricks in San Francisco and then, like, come down. Yeah. And then they're fucking bomb a hill on the fucking little bitty-ass deck, dude. There's a trick to it, though. What's that? What you can't you go in a straight line. You have to kind of move a little bit? It, I mean, even if it means just going in, like, a very slight curve, Ah, oh, I mean, I can see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. like when I'm thinking about those videos that I see, it avoids like the little. Yeah, but then I've seen people eat fucking shit. Oh, I've seen it a lot too. Tell yeah. me about it. But yeah, I definitely want to get me like a full face helmet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I of had the whole the, the hand gloves with the pads. Yeah, and... yeah, I had all that. Had an arrow helmet made for that. Yeah, it was cool. Like from a regular helmet to yeah. that, when you started getting up to like 35, 40, you could, really, Oh my God, you dude. could really start telling the difference. Fuck dude. Cause like I, I, like I said, I follow this, these guys on Instagram called downhill bastards. Uh-huh. Have you heard of them? No, I haven't. I'm totally dude. out of the game now. Oh damn. When's the last time you've done that? Then? Man, probably like 2018. Man, that's, I mean, that's not that long ago, but man, I'm wanting to get into it really bad, dude. Check this but out. But they had some guy going like fucking 70 miles an hour, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, 70 miles? Oh, this, dude, you're fucking, is that you? Yeah. Dude, you fucking, what, what brand is that helmet, dude? It's a Predator helmet. Is that the one you said you had made? No, no, that's uh, not the one I made. That's a, that's one made for longboarding. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But, yeah, the the guy right now that holds the world record, um, he did it in Colorado. He hit 80. And the previous record before that was, like, 70. Yeah, because that's what I saw. I saw something that guy, he flew by. He was going 70 yeah. miles an hour on a skateboard. Dude. Yeah, that was the record for the longest time. Wow. Anyways, yeah, so need for speed. Trying to I do- just like that whole adrenaline, you know, kind of rush that you know if you fall, you're going to fucking be meat grinded, you For know real. what I'm saying? Like bad. There's a couple of girls I follow online too that are downhill skateboarders and uh-huh. those girls are gnarly, dude. Oh, for real. They do get gnarly. Like they're wearing like a spaghetti strap muscle shirt and uh-huh. like just tight jeans, no pads. The only thing they have on their hands are their gloves yeah. and a full face helmet. Yeah. And they're fucking like hauling ass, Fine. 30, 40 you know, 25 to 35 miles an hour. Yeah. You know, and like fucking, you know, doing little skids and shit. For real. Uh, man, you probably know who he's talking about. Uh, he's out of uh, Brazil. I just found him the other day, but I remember hearing him a long time ago. He's like my age. Uh huh. He might be a couple of years older than me. Yeah, I know a guy out of Brazil. Uh, is that like a pro downhill skateboarder? Yeah. Like, he's fucking like. 
They're doing three sixties back to back while oh. going downhill. Is he on a uh, kind of a like street deck looking board? He makes his own boards too. Oh, that's gnarly. Dude. Yeah, like he's they show. I saw a documentary. If you go to Red Bull, dude, they uh-huh. they have a documentary about him on Red Bull yeah. TV. So, but yeah, you know he's been in the game forever, dude. But he's fucking got mass like long fucking five o skids, you know. And oh then, like, shit! Like just three sixties to go three sixty after three sixty, you know, like front side and then backside, like going downhill. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Gnarly. Yeah, dude. I've seen that like, style of skating. It's, it's really, it's rad. It's dude. really badass. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm in. I haven't done it completely yet, like with a board and like uh-huh. I said, that's gonna be my setup right there for now, and then I'll, I'll, I'll invest in something. Like, real downhill board. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I need to try it out first. If I hit more than 20 miles an hour, then I'm going to buy me a real board. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> or a board fit for downhill skateboarding. Here's me and my buddy, Blake. We uh, we did this thing called the Texas Long Haul. We actually skated from Austin to Houston. Shut the fuck up, yeah. dude. We're right there at the... On longboards. Yeah, we're right there at the... What ca- the fuck? Columbus sign yeah, on I-10. Yeah, that's right there. I know where that's at. And look at the date on that, on the on the post. 2013? Yeah. Y'all skateboarded. We skated, yeah. How long did it take you, dude? It took three days, but we camped out and shit. What? Dude, I ain't never heard anyone skating all the way to Austin or anything yeah, like man. that. Wow, that's rad, dude. Hey, cheers to you, dude. Thanks, that's man. fucking hardcore, dude. Like, you know, I fucking... You know, people do all kinds of stuff. I ain't never heard of nobody I know fucking right? ride a skateboard to fucking Houston to Austin, dude. That's gnarly. Damn, so three days? Here's another one. Blanco, Texas. Uh-huh. We went from San Antonio to Blanco. What the fuck? And y'all just had a backpack with a pad, and y'all just fucking pulled over on someone's property and just slept? Yeah. Gnarly. I, I used to do uh, camping like that in Europe, dude, on the bike, and it, it was tight. It was real tight. I, I miss it. You know what I'm saying? Like, just popping the squat somewhere. Yeah. So that's that's that. That's related to this whole like, yeah. I got into biking. I'm like, oh hell yeah, another thing to like shred yeah. the. So on. you didn't like ra- ride bikes at all prior to the skateboard? I mean, obviously, like when you're a kid. But like, did you have a road bike or a mountain bike? You didn't do any of that nah, stuff. Nah, I didn't really do any. No, of that. Wow. I was always skating. Well, I didn't around. either, dude. Like, I was skating first. That's why another reason why I became a bike master because I was like, dude, after I get off of work, I can go skate downtown. You Hell know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I was like, fuck yeah, and dude, squirrel, like squirrel in June, and mm-hmm. all of us, they were, they were actually there was like quite a few uh, bike masters that were skaters too. Mm-hmm. So we after we get off of work, we would just skate downtown. You know what I'm saying? Fuck so yeah. We'd go home, change because we all live close to downtown. Yeah. And then we would like hop on our bikes or. Or someone would have a car and we'd just pick up, because everyone lived close. We'd all pick each other up and just jump in one car and go skate downtown. Hell yeah. It was rad, dude. Uh, Yeah, that's another reason why I wanted to work in downtown, so I could skate. Fuck yeah. So, yeah, I used to skate a lot. I still do from time to time, but not as much as I want to. Actually. Me either. You know. I love skating. I, I want to get back into it just for like yeah. the nostalgia. But the downhill or the downhill. Oh, dude. Hey, well, I'm telling you right now. As soon as I, I just gotta buy some trucks and some grip tape, and then that's it. Hell yeah. So I'm gonna go to Austin. It's over there. This place is East Austin. 
I'm gonna go check it out because it was I found it on the web and it said go there if you want to do some downhill boarding. Uh huh. So it's yeah, in, right by UT, but just on the east side of 35. Um, there is a hill out there. I forget what it's called, Bay Hill, but they do some stuff like that, like freestyle stuff. It's not really meant to like bomb down, but do tricks yeah. on. Yeah. Dude, because I was uh, uh, going out to, I go to Austin like twice a month, but uh-huh. um, I was in going to Lakeview, and dude, there was like, I would just, there was there was a badass bike trail on the side of, you know, the main road. Yeah. And it went for like, you know, a long, long time, like over 20 miles, but like, man, the terrain was fucking like this, dude. It wasn't like too steep mm-hmm. or, you know, but you could definitely downhill it too with a board, oh, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like. Some shit that went down for like a half a mile, you uh-huh. know what I'm saying, or quarter mile, and then it would go back up, but you know, not too steep of an incline either. Oh, that sounds so, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So like, I was eyeballing it every time I go out there. I was like, dude, I need to either just bring my bike and ride this because people, I see people training on it, or you know, bring a skateboard, just you know, bomb that shit. So you know Mount Bunnell out there? No. In Austin? No. Uh, I'm, where is it exactly? Uh, it's like the only thing they call the mountain there. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like the only like really high thing. I guess I mean yeah, they can call it a mountain. But yeah, Mount Bunnell has a really steep hill on it. Mm-hmm. I skated down that a couple times. What? How fast do you think you went? Dude? Man, I think I went like forty on that thing. God dang, dude, that's fast. Dude. Me and my buddy went down it, and you know he's a pretty good skater too, and he ended up crashing on it, Ooh. like filming it. Yeah, I've, I'm blown away when I see, like, those pros, like, just, go, dude, they're just, they just have the gloves on, uh-huh. and that's it, no, I mean, a helmet, a full face helmet, and, like, no elbow, some of them do, no elbow pads, no knee pads, and they're just fucking going over 40, you know, 35 to 45 miles an hour, like, in California. Yeah, like, once you get it down, you're, you're pretty much, you're able to do it like that. Dude, I'm always scared, I mean, that's why you get the big wide wheels, you uh-huh. know what I'm saying, so if you hit a, a little bitty rock, it's not gonna fuck you up. But yeah, you get large. I, you know, I ride like fifty twos. You know, when I skate, fifty twos uh-huh. or fifty fours or fifty sixes, and like back in the 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 nineties skating when I started skating, like motherfuckers were riding like forty eights and like little bitty dude. wheels, dude. And like those wheels, like you hit a, a fucking crack on the sidewalk, and then boom, you're flying off that skateboard. Yeah. Dude. So. Yeah, I was running like seventy four millimeter wheels. Oh no shit. Those videos I showed you, mm-hmm. I was I was hitting, I was on seventy fours. So what sizes do they come, like, like 74 to what? 70 know? to about 80, 80 is the standard. Is 82 big, though? Because I'm trying to figure that out right now. Like, what would be good to start off with? Some of those people that were hitting the speed records are hitting, they're using, like, 82 millimeter. Wow. But that's big. I think for all around is, like, 72 to 74. Uh-huh. And then once you start getting something over 76 millimeters, they end up being really fast. No shit. So, like, if you're doing a speed run... Uh-huh. Something definitely bigger than 75 millimeters. If you're hitting something technical that requires you to, like, slide and everything yeah, and cut like speed. Yeah, 70. 70, yeah. Okay, so, like, I want to be on that in-between where I can, like, skid and, you yeah. know, do some flares and shit, you know. Just get kind of, like, in a groove, you know. But, yeah, I would just like to just go straight and go fast, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah, if you're looking to do something like that, use... Um, if you're looking for straight speed, anything 74 and higher. And then if you're looking for, like, clearance and able to cut speed fast, anything, like, 70 and lower. What size trucks, though, dude? Because, uh, like, I know a lot of truck companies, they have different 
uh, numbers and sizes for different trucks. Like they're not the same anymore. Like you just, like I said, I, I've been rocking five point five five O's on my board and like, but like a lot of them, they just measure them different. You know? Yeah, yeah. The width is like yeah. a, a big factor, and yeah, it seems like it went wider at first, and now they're getting back to the narrower stuff. Because mm. I was running like, I was running trucks that were like. 160 something millimeters wide so that was pretty narrow and you get up to the 170s like i don't know if you about know about uh independent trucks uh-huh. they have some like really wide ones like mm-hmm. 215s uh-huh. and they're getting narrower now really you yeah. think so yeah i think they're getting narrower now i hmm. had pretty narrow stuff on mine hmm wow so I didn't know you got down like that, dude. When you told me that, I was like, what the fuck? It's like, this was my next thing I want to do. You know, I want to take up downhill skateboarding. Hell yeah, man. Do it. So, um, so bikes. Let's go back to the bike thing. Like, yeah. Now, this is where I wanted to ask you. Dude, we're about to hit an hour already. Like, can you believe Dang. that? Yeah, we're at 55 minutes. <laughs> Gnarly. But we usually go like an hour to an hour and a half. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So we got a little bit of time. But I actually want to go to the 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 next part on um, what's the what's the scene like for you today? Like, how do you look at the Houston bicycle scene? Man, you know? you're just gonna get my opinion, and I don't think That's, it really matters. <laughs> well, I always like to because like everyone has their own. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I, I've had people tell me all kinds of shit, you know? And then I have other people tell me different kind of shit. I mean, we're all bike-related, and there's different subcultures of cycling here yeah, in Houston. Definitely. You no, know? most definitely. That's what so makes like, it that's, very unique. Yes, and it wasn't like that 20 years ago, yeah. dude. So I'm trying to get your perspective, because I'm sure you hang out with some other dudes. Like, you, Okay, so your freestyle stuff that I saw you do, uh-huh. like... Back in 2007, like, some bike messengers started this thing called Freestyle Tuesday. Yeah. So they would meet every Tuesday and fucking just shred, like, at this uh, parking lot at the church on uh, Commonwealth, kind of by West Gray. There was a church Uh there. And, like, dude, everyone used to go out there on Tuesdays and fucking just try to shred. Everyone was learning how to do freestyle track bike shit, which was really cool. And the scene just kind of blew up from there. But then, like, it got killed really fast within a couple of years because, like, it was so fucking hard. Like, yeah. you either had what it takes to, like, ride wheelies or do 180s or, or you whatever. Don't. Or you don't. Yeah. And that was the thing. Like, that's why people, when they try skateboarding, they can't fucking do an ollie or a kickflip. Yeah. So they fucking say, I ain't skating no more. Fuck that. So, like, I always thought riding a fixed gear and doing tricks like that that was another style of riding dude. for real like red bull even picked up on it and they start doing like these tours i remember and like these freestyle com- and i remember the first time i saw someone do a backflip dude like on a like going up to a bank and then coming down like he did a backflip on a fucking fixed gear. it looks so sick but this had to be like 2009 or something like when Red Bull picked up on, and then it just got killed, dude. Like, yeah. Nobody, nobody wanted to do it anymore, dude. Like it was strong. Hey, if you look up, there's some videos on YouTube. Uh, uh, look up Black Gold Cycling. Uh, there's like three videos my homeboy made, dude. Like he was, they were all into, th- and then there were like these clicks. Like there was these, uh, these clicks. Uh, college station had like these group of riders and they would come to houston and they would all meet together and then i uh-huh. think 
Austin had some riders. Like it was like a tight community here in Texas, dude. Yeah. Uh, I even think Dallas had some, and they. I would throw these events, and I would made a, a side event called uh, freestyle. Uh huh. And like these fools would just get out there and freestyle, bunny hop, do all these tricks. But it was fucking rad, dude. Like the scene was on fire for about three or four years, and then it just died. Damn. And but then like other subcultures of cycling like people still rode fixed gear you uh-huh. know but everyone quit doing all the tricks and shit you know like they just wanted a fast ass track bike or something you know what i mean yeah so now there's tricks on track bikes by fixed up uh shout out to steven bursed mm-hmm. and one of the new like uh one of the new cats uh his name's fixie gecko mm-hmm. uh on instagram and he's doing all the freestyle stuff. He's really talented at it. Really? Yeah, you got to check him out. Um, his name's Jaden. He's like 16 years old. And Damn, he's he's he good, dude. Yeah, he's killing it right now. He has like 30 something K views on one of his uh one of his videos. No shit. Let me pull that video up real quick and let you see it. Dude Check this guy out. When you get a chance, look this guy. His name was Eric Puckett, dude. Eric Puckett? You know that guy? I know. I haven't heard of that. Oh, my God. Dude, when the freestyle uh, thing was booming, Mm -hmm. like they had all these competitions going on, Mm -hmm. I heard he was ranked like number three in the world. Damn. That's how good he was, dude. In the world. Like, you know, because people were doing this all over the world, right? That's fucking wild. But, uh... I was like, you're fucking kidding me, right? He's like, no. And then, like, I saw his footage. Like, uh-huh. He was a BMXer. Yeah. So, like, he picked up, you know. Fixed gear? Oh, yeah, dude. And uh, I can't really tell this kid, but. Is that him? Yeah. No, 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 no. no. The, the kid riding the bike. Bike? The oh, okay. I couldn't tell. But, yeah, dude, he's. Um... Damn, he's young, dude. If he's only 16 doing that kind of shit. Check that out. Oh, wait, dude. I think I saw a video of of him online from Houston. Because I, I saw he was, like, in the Heights. Yeah. And he did some fucking trick, like, somewhere off of 19th Street. Uh-huh. I think this is him, dude. Yeah. Yeah, this is him. Because I remember that bike. He rides a, what do you call it? A Dochi? A Dodici. Dodici. Yeah, yeah that's him. That I kid saw, is... I saw some video footage of him online. Yeah, that kid yeah, is not really... 16. And then Steven's doing the Vicks Gear Freestyle stuff. He's really talented as well. Damn, nice. So, all, do y'all, I mean, are y'all saying y'all hooked up? Y'all hook up? What's that? And, and ride together, you know, just uh, like meet up. And... Man, they, it's on Tuesdays, Tricks on Track Bikes. And what? It, Tuesdays, Tricks on Track Bikes? Yeah. Man, that's so ironic that there used to be Freestyle Tuesdays on Tuesdays. But look, and then y'all have that. Yeah, they have a gnarly turnout, too. It's, really? It's freaking dope. How many people do you think show up? Man, there, 20, 30 at that's a time. A, yeah, that's when a... I went, there was like 20 or 30 people on. I was like, damn, dude. But that's the way it was back then when we were all. And then people would just come and sit and spectate. Like, yeah. Bring beer, bring beer, and just come and spectate. It's so. awesome. Um, so they do that on Tuesdays where? They go to, like, Toyota Center or something like that. I I can't make it because I got the velodrome stuff oh, on yeah? Tuesdays. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I've been doing that. Yeah. There's kind of everyone does their own little niche thing. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So, okay, let's go into this now since you gave me. Uh, so what do you do for cycling on the side? Like, just right now you said, you know, do you do... Besides freestyle riding on a track bike, do you um, 
Now you say you race, right, at the Velo? Yeah, I race at the Velodrome. How you do? How do you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to go out there a lot. Last year, I started out in Cat 4, like the Uh noob category. Yeah. And then I moved into 3 after after winning their Scratch Championship. Uh Uh-huh. So I won first place in Category 4 in their Scratch Championship race. Yeah. Won the jersey and everything. What? Tight, dude. Track champion. Yeah. And then they moved me up to Cat 3. And I actually won the ride of the year ranking last year in category three. No way. By like single points. No way. Yeah. For real. Yeah. How many races did that consist of? Do you remember? Man, a whole season of racing from. But how, how many is that in a season, you think? <sighs> Let me see. There was a lot. We used to go out uh, and race. Like it was like open day. I forgot what day it was during the week, but the messers used to go out there and just race each other. Nine races. Nine races in the season? Not including the time trials, so about 14, 15. Yeah. Do you compete in all of them? I competed all of them, yeah. Damn, no shit. Yeah. Damn. So I won last year's Category 3 Ride of the Year. Damn, congratulations, dude. Thanks, man. And then this year, let me just show you where I'm at. What are you ranked with among Texas? Because they take all those points, right? And put you on a, a Texas little... This is it, pretty much. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so I'm in the elite men's category. Mm-hmm. And look at... Number four. Damn, get the fuck out of here, yeah, dude. Yeah, number four. God dang, yeah. dude. And this is, uh, this is through the Texas, right? That's through their Velodrome website. So, yeah, okay. that's pretty much the only Velodrome in the state. So, yeah, it is the state Wait, ranking. Wait, they do? Ha- I thought they have one in Dallas. Mm-mm. I think they do. It's the only one. Unless they tore it down. I couldn't... Yeah, I think they, I got, they shut it down or tore it down. I'm not sure, but I know that... I know Alkek Velodrome's the only one. Damn, so fucking A, dude. That's rad. Thanks, man. Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, the, hey, a lot of people don't understand like how hard it is to actually race. You know For what I real? mean? Like, there's a lot of people who just ride bikes because they love to ride bikes, but they never got into the feeling of that adrenaline rush. Like, right. You're riding so hard, you're going to throw up and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I did it. I Yeah. I've thrown up many times racing, you know, just I was just going balls through the walls. Uh, speaking of racing, this weekend I went out to the Texas State Time Trial Championships. Where was like that the, at, dude? Out in Hempstead, Texas. Uh-huh. And I raced the single speed uh-huh. category. What gear ratio? Uh, I was on a 94 gear inch ratio, so a 50 to 15. Okay, that's good. I had my TT bars on, and since it was like a USA cycling event. Dude, you got some medals on your neck. What happened? Uh, Yeah, yeah. So I went there, TT bars. You had to put a brake on your bike. Of course. So no fixie fool stuff no, there. No, no. And it was a USA cycling event, so they inspect your bike before you of go. Of course. I remember racing triathlons. Or any race I did, they, go, they always... I'm going to show you something. What? You brought the medals with you, homeboy? Heck yeah, bro. Damn, sick, dog. Here we go. Look at that. Damn. I get emails from these guys. U.S. Cycling. Damn, first place, dog? Yeah, motherfucker. What kind of time did you get on that, dude? So, uh... What was the distance? Let me show you my thing. Let me see. I'll show you my, uh... The distance is 40 kilometers. 40 kilometers, so that's... 25 miles almost. Is it? Yeah. So a 25 mile time trial. Yeah. And when did they uh, uh, suit y'all off? Like every 20, 30 seconds? Or every what? 30 seconds. Every 30 And how many people did you race against? Man, 
I don't know how many people. I was just focused on racing, but there was a shit ton of people out there. It was going from like eight thirty in the morning to about like noon. Yeah. All right, check this out. That was my Strava. Okay. And it's off about thirty seconds. Because I start, I stopped it. Dude, too. you're fucking. I mean, if if you can do twenty five miles in exactly one hour, mm-hmm. that's fucking moving, dude. Yeah, I that's was moving. Moving. Damn, dude. A little bit of elevation. Your heart rate got up to about 183. Yeah, 202 max. Damn, really? Yeah, so 183 is my average. Yeah, but 202? Yeah. I mean, dude, I'm 46. Like, I, I get mine up to, like, 195 sometimes. Yeah. You know? I'm really big into heart, target heart rate monitoring, it's, dude. Same here. So, like, I'm always... You know, I got my watch or, you know, yeah. I'm a, I record everything that I do every time I go on a rock, even when I go skate, you know. Well, let me see some real quick. Hold on. No, let me pull uh, up. It's a it's a screenshot. Let me pull up the actual stats for you okay. the, so you can see what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's fast, dude. Thanks, man. You did 25 miles an hour for exactly one hour? Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking, that's moving, dude. And I think my top speed, there was an incline. I was in the TT position. I got up to like, shit, forty miles an hour. Damn, no shit. Yeah, I was moving on that thing. Fuck, like I mean, I seen like it was a flat course yeah. because you know your elevation gain wasn't that high. Yeah. So that's pretty flat. But what was favored? Any wind, tailwind, headwind? Shit, man, the first like twenty kilometers. Because it, it looked like a straight line that you went. Yeah, the first twenty kilometers was into a headwind. Ugh. And they put a chip on your bike, and they had transponders on the way, so they can tell when you made it through that that uh, checkpoint. Yeah. yeah. And then at the end, you would make a U-turn and go back the other way, the opposite direction, and that's when you had to tell when. And I really picked up the speed there. I caught up to the people that were like starting thirty seconds and a minute away from me, uh-huh. like a minute before me, and they knew when I was passing them, like, oh damn, that kid's a fucking. <laughs> Full minute ahead. Oh, dude, yesterday, um, if you ever get a chance, I, do you know 30 for 30? Do you know what that is? Uh-uh, I don't. What okay. is that? Uh, ESPN does a show called 30 for 30, and they always do, like, athletes. You uh-huh. know, like a, a basketball player, a football player. Well, I was at my homeboy's house, and he's, he's into cycling and mm-hmm. motorcycles and stuff, but, like, he was like, dude, have you seen the Lance Armstrong 30 for 30? And I was like, no, I haven't. I've been wanting to watch it. It came out like three years ago, uh, four years ago maybe. Uh-huh. But uh, it is fucking, it was really good. Lance Armstrong, like, apparently, I mean, he's a he's an asshole. I think he's a fucking asshole. Dude, if he could do all that on drugs. Dude, but I, I, like, I'm just saying, like, I still think the guy's amazing, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, Me too. I think he's fucking amazing. And, like, if those of y'all who are listening to this right now, like, if y'all want to disagree with me, like, he was still the fastest cheater. Like, everyone else was cheating, real, too. Dude. You know what I'm saying? But it starts off where he actually is a kid. He's 14, 15 years old. And he got in. He was, like, a swimmer and a runner. And then he got into cycling, like, at 16. Yeah. And he was just a fucking beast at 16 dude like, damn yeah that's a perfect age to start i know dude but he was real cocky and arrogant as a kid too you yeah because he was like a phenom like he was oh man it's actually really if you ever get a chance he's a, a a little bit older than me man and uh i don't know i think what everything that happened with the scandal that came out in 2013 like 
he looks old, dude. Like, I was like, I guess all that stress or whatever, like some uh-huh. lawsuits and there, because they talk about the lawsuits and everything that happened to him. But I, I, there's actually two parts. I just saw the first part, and then there's like an hour and a half, and the second part's an hour and 45. But it is fucking good. If you really want to know, like, Aunt Lance Armstrong. Yeah. Because I, I grew up, he was like everybody's idol, like, I mean, from 1999 to 2004, he won five championships in a row. Damn. And, like, it was insane, dude. The world was... Dude, so you were, like, a little kid Yeah, no, then. I wasn't even into this shit yet. So, like, dude, he was, like, big, dude. He was just so iconically big at that time. The name time. is iconic still. I, dude, that's what he says in the documentary. They were, like... Because he, he, that's not his real last name. Like, uh-huh. his real last name was something like Goggins or something, Gargirl or something. But, like, his mom married this dude, and his last name was Armstrong. So he, the guy adopted Lance Armstrong. Yeah. And he goes, I didn't want to change you know, He says, I didn't want to change my name to Gorgon or something. He goes, Lance Armstrong just seems like a cool name. You know what I'm saying? Armstrong, you know? Yeah. But, man, they talk about, oh, oh, man, it's a good, if you really want to know, like, the history of like cycling and then the whole doping thing like watch that documentary it's really good <laughs> I will it's really really badass. good but he's an asshole though dude <laughs> like I, I, I one of these days I'm gonna beat him and like I just I, I'm gonna go to him and say dude you're still the fucking man dude <laughs> <laughs> you're still the man dude so that's just my take <laughs> but other than that um okay Sorry, we jump, oh, dude. We've been jumping like skateboarding, for real, and, like all over cycling, the and then like different types of. So, um, dude, that was this this Sunday that you did the Hempstead thing. This past Saturday, so Saturday. I, I I had to like go home Friday night, relax, and like yeah. like get twelve hours of rest. And I have a whole process before I go yeah. race. Yeah. So, I wake up about six a.m. and I immediately jump in my suit, put my cycling socks on put my shoes on and I start rolling on the rollers for about 20 minutes and then I start driving there and my launch time was like 8 44 a.m and I was like I got this I'm not focused on anything who's yeah, there you just like and I just went dude so what was the second place time if you did exactly one Man, hour what do you think the second place time second place was like a full minute and 10 seconds away from me that's a long time dog that's really like is. a quarter mile distance a third of a mile to catch up wow yeah yeah i pay attention to all that stuff yeah. too. like i'm i love like projecting you know distance and time and yeah you know like everything's time yeah especially cycling you know what i'm saying so, yeah so, it comes down to the seconds with cycling, or it can be. I got out there, and I realized, man, this is harder than I thought. Oh, and dude. Was that your first time trial? No, no. It was my second time doing that one. I got Oh, no shit. Dude. I got second last year. Oh, no shit. So I went 22.5 average last year. Yeah. And I went a full 2.5 miles an hour faster wow. average. Wow. Still, that's, that's, dude, that's hard to keep that up. Yeah, like, so... Last year I went 105, one hour and five minutes. This year I went 59.31. Wow, dude! So it was mo- barely break broke that hour like, yeah, right under. But moving, that's moving, dude. Yeah. It, it really is because sometimes I mean I get out there and I you know I always look at my stats when I'm done and like you know it says oh average you know mm-hmm. it just depends on like a headwind or where I go but like it can say anywhere from 15 and then like. 
you know, I have a good day. I'm, my average is like 18, 19. And I felt like I was moving, dude. I was passing everyone on the, on the trails, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? But, like, it's still, like, I mean, I know I went faster, you know, but my average. Average is just, you know, whatever distance. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you have your moving time that you're actually, yeah. you know, or your max speed and stuff. Like, yeah, when you get up, to, for me, like, riding by myself, getting up to, like, 23 to 25 at certain areas like uh-huh. i feel like i'm going fast right dude, you know what i'm saying <laughs> but um i can't hold that for fucking one hour though, yeah you know what i mean that's hard dude. yeah if that's i try hard to, do, to do if i try to do that on my work bike it's a whole nother game yeah dude. yeah so what's your work bike then my work bike is the same model as the one i raced just mm-hmm. a little bit older mm-hmm. and it just has flat bars and sedino mm-hmm. cranks and stuff like that mm-hmm. no no crazy gear ratio on it no uh, but it's not the same 52 15 no, it's on a 46, 16. So oh, so that's all spin, dude. Yeah. yeah. So it's easy to get around. Yeah. Not, not fast by any means. Yeah. But still, you know, you can still get down on it. Yeah, yo, you can. Yeah, for yeah, real. For sure. Wow, dude. So I didn't... So uh, what's, what's you know, in the plan for you in the future in racing? Like, Man. do you want to get into something else? Do you want to try... So you did a time trial? I love time trials. Like, that's that's like... Dude, it's just you don't have to worry about your. It's just you. you yeah, know it's just saying? you. It's just, it's just you against you. the clock. Yeah, it's just. I used to throw a race at Buffalo Bayou called, uh-huh. called the Trab. Yeah, and it was a three-part series. And this is before Buffalo Bayou even is constructed. It looks so nice now. There was like gravel and the dirt trail and all that. Uh-huh. But we started at Sabine Bridge, and you had to fucking ride around all the way to Shepherd, and then get a card, a playing card, and then you had to ride back. Yeah. And, uh, man, it was badass, dude. I did, I did it for, like, two years, but it was a three-series race. Best hand one, fastest time, you know, overall amongst the three races. But uh-huh. I always gave prizes out to whoever won that race, you know, of the of the series. But it was fucking ill, dude. Like, in some of that area, like, it was, it's all lit up now with fancy lights and shit. But before, it was dark as fuck back there dude oh, shit. so you did have to come out there with a light some guys didn't even have a light you gotta dude. be prepared oh yeah dude some guys just came out there with no lights yeah and they fucking gave it all they could but i think the guys who actually came out with lights were the ones who actually you know because it got gnarly back there for dude. real for real for real but uh that was bad i would like to bring that back but you got to dude but like i think like but i was like i thought like jumbotron you know sensors on everyone you could see him riding on allen parkway uh-huh. but uh i i try to talk reach out to some of the people who run the buffalo bayou and like they're like ah oh, we don't know if they go for that Ooh, dude man you know? no, i'm not gonna be too keen about that yeah but i want to do it like at nighttime, you know yeah. like start like at 11 o'clock at night where no one's out on the trail yeah really, you know but like i would have to shut it down for like an at least an hour yeah you know because it only it only took like 14 minutes to run that whole thing you know haul it it's five miles mm-hmm. so like fools i think we're doing it like in 14 minutes dang you know, like that's pretty haul. fast squirrel won a couple of them of course he did <laughs> <laughs> him and nathan and some other guys like they came down there and wrecked shop dude. Uh-huh. so but yeah, it was kind of dirt trail, kind of like Damn. it was gnarly. Like there was no concrete at the time, you know. Like <laughs> all that concrete shit you see out there, yeah, that's been renovated. Yeah. You know? So, but yeah, I need to get in with some people and, and make a 
make a big event out of it. Me and my homeboy, Hector Garcia, do you know that guy? Yeah, I know who that is. Yeah, so uh, we t- I brought it up to him, and we talked about maybe, I was like, dude, I need your help, though, because you know, he has a lot of connect, too. So uh-huh. I was like, let's do it. You know? Yeah, I got to, man. That would be sick. I'll show up to uh, it. That would be sick. I'll show up to on my work bike. Yeah. I started everybody, like, every 30 seconds, you know, too. Like, next, next, next. Yeah, no, that's the way to do it. I say we were done with it. I mean, I I think, like, 25 racers would come and race most uh, every time. So we were done, like, really fast. Me earlier with some boxes. What? Yeah, some presents. Damn. Glad you didn't lose them. Right. (laughs) Messed up. (laughs) But yeah, so what do you what do you plan, dude? Do you want to keep on time trialing it? Do you want to you, like uh, out of all these? Uh, I guess cycling. Like, what's your favorite discipline, dude? You know, what Man, would you say? Racing on the track. On velo. Yeah, I okay. want to I want to get up to the national level. No shit. Yeah, dude. Damn, that's. And then eventually, I want to get to the Olympics. Like that's my dream. What? Yeah. Damn. That's my dream right there to get in the what? Olympics. What? Yeah. Dude, you need to call Lance, dude. Right. You might get some shit that right. put you on that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, do you know who Nelson Bales is? Man, no, I don't. He, I don't know anyone. <laughs> oh, dude, so look him up. He's actually probably got a Wikipedia. Uh, he was Nelson the first Bell. African-American to win an Olympic track medal. No way. Yeah. Uh, That's badass. Yeah, and uh, dude, I remember throwing my first when we, me and Hector threw Bike Fest mm-hmm. in 2012. Like he came out and was like signing autographs and shit. Dude. No way. Yeah, he was real. And then I ran into him again uh, in the future, but he used to be a bike messenger in New York City. So really, yeah. Did you see him oh, in there? Yeah, I see him. Yeah, Nelson Bales. But uh, Houston did a lot of stuff with him. Like, he would do some events where he comes down and, you know, people got a chance to meet him. But, yeah, he was the first African-American to win a silver or a gold. Damn, that's badass. They called him the Cheetah. The Cheetah. Yeah. So the Alkek Velodrome was built in 86 Mm -hmm. and hosted everything everything from local racing to nationals, championships, Mm -hmm. and Olympic qualifiers. Mm Mm-hmm. Damn, so, you know, damn, I, I always thought there was a velodrome in Dallas. There was, but yeah. I think it got closed down. So, so, dude, your odds of, like, you know, if you stick with the Alcac, dude, you Heck know what yeah, man. just keep doing it. Because people come from all over Texas to yeah. race that stuff, so. Yeah, I've been to every race at this season. Oh, no shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I've been keeping up with it really well. So, you say you're more leaning towards, you know, velo racing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm more of a pursuer. Like, I'm not a sprinter or anything by any means. Yeah. But I got the endurance to, like, go the long distance. So yeah. I do really good in the uh, bunch races where you're racing other people and the Kierans and stuff like yeah. that. That's yeah. that's my shit right there. The yeah. Kieran. Yeah. Pit a big old gear on. I pit, like, a 52, uh-huh. 52, 14, 100 uh-huh. gear inches. Wow. And you're freaking moving on that Kieran. Yeah. So they yeah. go three and a half laps. On the motorcycle, and the motorcycle pulls off, and you go one and a half laps. And you're pretty much at sprinting speed. You're How fast, dude? 35, 40. Wow, dude, so that's fast. You're already dude. going top speed. And yeah. it's like a matter of, like, I like it because it's a matter of, like, who's faster when you're already going top speed. Yeah. Like, who's got the extra lead in your pencil, yeah. you know, to push it. And it gets crazy. Damn, hey. Damn, that is not. I mean, I've, I've raced out there several times at the Velo, and, like, 
man, I, I did okay, you know what I'm saying? But I, I threw up a couple times. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it gets tough. Yeah, dude, it's it's really gnarly, um, I think. I jumped in the deep end this year. I went all the way from, so they changed the categories up, and now it's just A, B, and C, and I'm racing in the A mm-hmm. uh racing the A category and these guys are fast. There's like, you know, national competitors out there racing. Yeah, dude. There's some fast guys out there. Yeah. Uh, Stuart Gardner, the guy that organizes the track mm-hmm. uh, and commentates for the races. Mm-hmm. He's a really good racer. He's actually probably one of the top people there right now. No shit. And then Tack McKino, who's given me a lot of uh, racing advice and training. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also another fast guy out there. Um, what about the girls, dude? You know any girls out there that, that are beating it up too? Man, I mean, you stick around for the, that, or like the, see, there, dude, there some is. of those girls are riding yeah. their asses off too. Dude. There's a, there's one lady. She's like forty something, Jennifer Wagner, and she is freaking faster than me. What? Yeah, she's like forty something, and no she's like way, way faster. I always find that amazing. Age is just a number, then, dude. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like. Wow. Damn, what was that one Olympic swimmer? Her name was Lopez, something Lopez, but she was like, she was a Latina girl. She was like 41, and she won like a gold medal. Oh, yeah. Damn. In swimming. Yeah. So, like, you know, I'm just saying age is just a number. For you know? real, it like, is. It, it, it just depends on how well you keep your body in shape. You yeah. You know what I'm saying? like. So, she did the 200 meter, and she did it, like, last time I saw, she did it, like, 12 seconds, and I'm in, like, the late... Like low twelves, like twelve nine and shit, on the two hundred meter. She's like twelve seconds, so like nearly a full second faster than me. And cycling, that's a lot of time. Yeah, it is, especially on two hundred meters. Yeah, so she's fucking pushing it. Yeah, I I bet her legs are fucking huge. Yeah, she competes on the national level. Like she gets some major wins. Really? Yeah. Damn. Like I think her last national competition, she had kicked ass and won. Damn. It was like a sprint. And she's in her 40s, her early yeah, 40s. She's like 40-something, 40 41 or something like yeah. that. It's yeah. crazy, dude. Wow. Some of the people that I'm racing against, too, they're like in their 30s, and they are freaking fast. Yeah, dude. Um, I don't know if you know Doc Vion. Oh, yeah. 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 He races out there. Yeah, he's fast, too. Dude, dude. he's crazy, dude. He it, beat me last year. What? In the Alkek Olympics while they're mm-hmm. running the Olympic Games. Mm-hmm. And it was their version of the Olympics. And, mm-hmm. dude, he beat me for third place by a single point. Wow. Over, dude. like, a two-day event, too. Yeah, and he's he's in his 60s, dude. Dude, he's like, almost 70-something, man. Yeah, he's as old as Tim. Yeah. OMT. So, wow. The Him. last... The last race, actually, last Tuesday, uh-huh. he we were doing a team event, and uh, I got paired up with one of the other guys at the track, mm-hmm. and man, he almost beat me in one of the races. What? Yeah. Damn. Let me see if I can find the podium picture, but he was there with me. He was racing, like, against me, man. He was freaking... You know who else is fast? Carl. Carl? Yeah. Oh, Carl Jones? Yes. Yeah, he is, dude, he's the master at, like, 200 meter. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, Carl Jones, dude, actually, I met him several years ago. Yeah, a yeah. long time ago. Him and his teammate last Tuesday, uh, they got third. Vion. Damn! Yeah, in, in the team event. I got pe- uh, paired up with Eldon and... 
And y'all got first. Yeah, he's one. He's an old cat, dude. And I had to take him to the win. It was it was freaking awesome, dude. Dude, Vion we stepped up for real, dude. He got endurance like you would not believe, dude. Who's that girl? Her legs are huge. Uh, that's dude. Tracy Jones Martin. She is freaking fast too, man. She can almost beat me. She's got some legs, like she'll put it to it, dude. right? Yeah, yeah. Damn, that's gnarly, dude. So that's your goal. That's goal. You want to go? You want to qualify and make the Olympic team? Yeah, I want to go to the national level and get on the Olympics. Like, race, yeah. race, represent. H-town. How old are you right now? I'm 26. Oh, dude, you can do it, dude. The heck yeah, you know I can, man. I got so, it. Like, you're still young. Just you go call Lance Armstrong and see if you can get some of that secret juice. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm on, my, I'm on my way, dude. I'm yeah. ve- I'm vegetarian. I'm, you know, trying to get some training in as much as I can. And I mean, I champion myself as someone that's pretty healthy. So, I'm... yeah. So, dude, are you saying that was one thing with like bike? There was quite a few bike messengers who could who race mountain bikes and uh-huh. road bikes, but uh-huh. like they became bike messengers to the fact that they thought that they were like, oh, this is gonna be part of my training. You know what I'm saying? I'm riding all day in downtown. Yeah. But then when it was time to train after work and do like some actual training, they fucking like. They didn't want to do it, dude. I know, no, you that's know what, what happens. That happens. Yeah. You have to be able to go 100%, and when you're all worn out at the end of the day, like, you don't have that much riding. I, I did. I, I did a lot. Like, I mean, I would ride all day long, and I would ride hard from, you know, 3.30 all the way to 6 o'clock, you know, before the courthouse closed. So, uh-huh. like, bam, 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 just ride. You know, those were my peak times. Yeah. But, you know, I would go ride after work. A lot of times I would jump on, like, some bike ride, like West End. They've been doing bike rides forever. So, like, they would cut through downtown, and, like, I'd just be getting done doing my last following or something, and, like, uh-huh. I would jump on that ride with my bag on and all gear, you know, just still in shorts, and, you know, they'd be all kitted out and yeah, shit, for real. you know, I'm like, god damn, like, I, you know, and I'd ride with them, and they'd, they'd be moving anywhere from 20 to 25 miles an hour, you yeah. know, the whole time. Yeah, when I first got into training, that's all I was doing. Like, when I got into racing, I would just show up to the rides, flat bars, my backpack, Wearing mm-hmm. a jersey, wearing my shorts still from work. Yeah. And, and just do it. Yeah, so you know what I'm talking about. Then, yeah. You know? And then now I take it a little more seriously. I got an actual different bike I can ride. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't wear my backpack when I'm doing it, so I can put in 100%. Yeah. And go for it. Get that effort in. Dude, so actually, also, too, um, you're like the first guy I race who's actually are interviewed who's still racing. You know oh, what I'm yeah? saying? But you're a little you're a little younger than most of the guys I've interviewed. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. I mean, and, but dude, that's rad because you know we kind of I kind of get the perspective of you know bike messenger. Yeah. You know, but there were a lot of bike messengers back in the day who were race you know who were young and they were racing and trying to compete. I've heard the and, lores. I've heard I've heard the stories and the tales about it. Oh, dude, There's, there was there was so many and it was it was actually kind of cool you know they were cool stories yeah i've seen a similar story like across the board with with a couple other people like especially in uk and everything I, oh I, really yeah, yeah i've seen this like kind of same theme oh dude there's actually i think there was a movie i don't know if it's called the flying dutchman i think oh, that's yeah, the name yeah, of it yeah, yeah. He, he i think he was a bike messenger dude i think, he was, I think he was and he became an olympic uh like racer road yeah. racer or something yeah or track racer he yeah. was track racer he was he do- was a track racer. he was doing the hour record or something like that yeah yeah, yeah 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 yeah. so yeah you seen that movie yeah there was a movie. No, I, saw- I, I didn't see it because I, I haven't seen that but i've heard the story about the guy and how he tried to break the record and everything yeah and he built his own bike and everything out of like some random parts. That's right. 
And he, he had some funny aero position on the bike trying uh, to beat the record. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that came out like maybe 10, 15 years ago. Maybe yeah. longer than that. That's a crazy story. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Anything, you know, anything is uh, it's the pursuit. You know what I'm saying? Like, how far do you want to go what you're trying to do? How far know? are you willing to push it? If you got throw up fucking five times every time you're done riding, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Then my thing is it doesn't get easier. You just you tend to just push it harder. Like how hard do you want to push it? You're right. You're right. And these days people are just so athletic. A lot of people are just athletically gifted. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like they they have like they just take to certain disciplines and they're like skateboarders today. Like yeah, dude, they're on another fucking level, dude. Like I just can't imagine like. You, I mean, there were people on their level, but there wasn't, like, social media to bring them up like that. But, like, tricks are just unbelievable these yeah, days. Yeah, so like, that's something I want to get at, too, is I think it's just, this is talent just meeting something that's very competitive already. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, I'm sure if I put way more training into this, I could get to where I am want to go quicker. But yeah. this is just talent meeting something that's already, like, there and want to compete with it. Yeah. And that's what's happening, and... Someone had told me that it's just like, you know, I'm running on talent kinda. Yeah. I need a little bit more training and I can I could really start kicking ass. Well then that's what you gotta do, dude. Yeah, I know, man. Bullshit, like, you it know. Is, uh, it is hard. I'm not I'm gonna, sure it's hard if you're being a vegetarian on top of it, dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like I I'm mean, not gonna pretend like it's easy. It gets stressful sometimes trying to do all this stuff. Dude, like, I was a vegetarian race. for I was married for fourteen years. I was probably vegetarian eight years of that fourteen years. Yeah. And like it was hard. It dude. was hard. And I grew I came from like King Barbecue. Like yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I grew up being my dad cooked a lot of barbecues. So like yeah. I was constantly eating meat and protein. You get used to it. You get used to the protein too. Yeah, yeah. And then like I went cold turkey and I stopped eating, you know. Yeah, that's what I did. Uh, meat. But then I fucked up. Like I, 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 I didn't do it right. Yeah. I'll just say that. It wasn't until I became a trainer. A lot of lessons learned in racing and competing yeah. and bonking uh-huh. because my diet was fucked. Dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't getting enough nutrients. Yeah, it's easy to screw it up. Oh, easy, dude. And easy. the next thing you know, you're just eating a bunch of processed crap. It doesn't oh, matter. Always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to be very, you know, particular on what kind of fuel you want in your body. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But also, I try to tell people as a trainer, like, I try to tell people, like, dude, you should get some blood work done. To see where you're at. Like, the full fucking thing. Like, your testosterone, fucking uh-huh. everything, all your vitamins your you know that you're lacking or have too much of, uh, hormone levels and your thyroid. Yeah. If you get all that, yeah, like, I think it's probably like 200 bucks or something. You go to those any lab tests. Yeah. Or find somewhere that's actually a little bit more sports specific. Like, mm-hmm. uh, there are some places here in Houston that do that, dude. Yeah. I don't know. I forgot what they are, but I remember reading they came up on it. But they actually like blood check you and do all your hormones and vitamin levels. Yeah. So then they you know why you or how you can increase your performance as a racer. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So and then I had to figure out like certain foods made me do this, that, I was gassy, I fucking felt lethargic, or yeah. it gave me too much energy, you know what I'm saying? Like you have to figure that out within your own body, though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because people have crazy regimens of what they eat. And mm-hmm. you're just like, how's that possible? But that's because their body can consume whatever it's lacking. Like, yeah. I can be a big carb guy, but I'm fucking burning my shit, dog. For real. Like, I'm not just sitting on the couch, like, eating spaghetti and noodles and shit. 
I'm gonna fucking eat those noodles, and that's my fuel. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? no, same here, man. You know, like I'm gonna beat it up. Yeah. You know? So, but yeah, it's just that. But then, like, I'm getting older, mm-hmm. so like my body doesn't take certain like foods I really used to eat and love that were like superfoods. Yeah, your metabolism tends to slow down. Exactly. But I have to stay on top of that, though. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like I gotta do, you know, what's right for me. But it's taken years and years to figure that out. But it's hard to figure it out because your body's changing the older you get. Yeah. So I feel it coming. What? No. <laughs> dude, all right. If you're 25, what'd you say? 25? 20, 26. Oh, 20. Dude, you still got a good 15 yeah. years. You got to take care of your back. Yeah. Uh, make sure you have a good posture. And yep. make sure. Core exercises. Make no sure more. your bike fits you right because this stuff where you're like, you don't want to mess up your body. You got to take care of your True. body. True. Because. You know, I hear people like barely in the thirties and they're like back pain and like, like their knees hurt from like just bad riding, like adopting bad riding styles and stuff like that. I rode a a track bike in downtown as a messenger for five years. Yeah. Like every day hauling ass to courthouse back and forth, skating dot, just like in premium rush, that movie, you know, like, and it did a number on my left knee just because I would lock my, my wheel up, you know, to skid and like come in and turn and dude, five years tore my knee up. And I was like, I went to regular gear or single speed after that. You know what I'm saying? Like I love riding fixed gear, track bike stuff. Yeah. Like me too. uh, I just, it did a number on me, dude. So I I try to tell people like, be careful because fixed gear is like, it's that sudden impact of stopping, turning, you know, all that Uh stuff. So, when you're going certain speeds and you have to like an instant stop and lock your knee, dude, that's just instant like contraction to those yeah. joints in your kneecaps. You're mashing you know? that cartilage. You are. And yeah. dude, that now this left knee pops constantly all the time. Oh, so man. after that happened, I, I gave it up. I stopped riding, yeah. you know, uh, track bikes in downtown. Yeah. I'm, I'm aware of it. I take it easy and ride a spinny gear and just, uh, yeah. Try not yeah. to do any crazy stuff. Like I'm yeah, not running. Don't damage yourself. Dude. Yeah, I'm you know not running. Saying? If you're tires. doing time trial and shit like that, like yeah. don't damage it. Like doing some free st- or get a, a low gear ratio, like you said, so uh-huh. the impact isn't so yeah, hard. Low resistance, so it really yeah helps with that stuff. Because I was I was usually rocking a 48 or 50, 16. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, I started out running like a 48. 14 at mm-hmm. work and it was yeah. ridiculous yeah i was hurting myself and i was like barely yeah. 20 damn and i was like yeah i gotta change this up this yeah. is not working yeah so then you find that too like some people are just stronger than others and they're you know quads and glutes and hammies yeah no they can the, handle the, it yeah so they can handle it so it's just uh it's all science you know uh but you got to figure it out for yourself dude like you really have to like you got to really like lay the blueprint down and like find out what works for you and what doesn't work for you and then take any advice that you can get from any of those track racers if something hurts stop doing it dude that's my motto at 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 work like i said if you're feeling any kind of hurt or pain just stop yeah you're gonna do long-term damage to yourself yeah if you don't if you can take that concept and keep it you know in your head when you start feeling like discomfort and like pain yeah stop yeah stop because like if you just keep going hey but don't get me wrong i've pushed it though i've pushed it and pushed it and pushed it until i fucked myself (laughs) up and then it took me like two or three months to recoup yeah 
And that's that was like a big no-no for me. I was like, fuck, I just should have stopped and quit doing that. You it know? was one point where I was riding around on a heavy gear back when I was like 20. And my leg started like locking up and like feeling very funny. I was like, yeah, this is from pushing a heavy gear. Yeah, dude. And started getting really bad cramps and knee pains. Like I would wake up in the morning like, I at 20, I'm not supposed to feel like this. Yeah, no, dude. So I cut it there and switched it up. And yeah. I feel legs feel a lot better from that. Yeah, dude. So it's all a learning process. I'll tell you that right now because some person's going to, you're going to talk to someone, they're going to tell you all this and that about them. Mm-hmm. What I always do to myself is like kind of size yourself up compared to that person. Like, look at, like, as a trainer, like, I'm always going, do, 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 do. look, I, 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 that's my job. Like, I, I, I have to see, like, how your body is, uh-huh. is like, your posture, your yeah. your feet, your gait, mm-hmm. your hip complex, your shoulder complex, your neck. Like, I, I'm, I'm looking at all that, like, the way you walk. Yeah. And uh, if I see something and I give assessments to people, if I see, you know, anything that's out of the extraordinary, like, it's my job to help them fix it, you know? Mm-hmm. So... Uh, and yeah, that's what I've been doing in the past since I quit bike messengering. Oh, that's I've been, badass. I've been training people. So, uh, yeah, that is sick. I don't know. I feel like I'm, I'm ready to get out of it though and do something different, but I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> uh, you know, it's what ifs. Deliver stuff on your bike. Oh no, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going back there. You know what I'm saying? If, if, if I can make the money I was making back then, like I, Hey, I say this in every podcast. If my job would have never ended, I would still be in downtown right now. Yeah. If I could make the money I was making. I hear you on you that. Know. You really got to hustle now. but Yeah, but back then, the company I worked for was pretty cush. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I had to work my way to get to that company, you know? It yeah. wasn't like... It wasn't like, hey, come fill out an application and join. They were right. like, nah, you were waiting in line, motherfucker, for to real. get. You were waiting for the next person to like say, hey, I quit. Yeah. You know, and they're like, oh, we got a spot. Come on in. Yeah. You know, there was no, yeah, there was nothing like, we need a bike messenger. <laughs> now, Roadrunner was a kind of company that you you had to like, you know, pay some dues before you got on there. Damn. Dude. Yeah, I got lucky though. Yeah, you did. But I paid my dues, though, dude. Ooh, you shit. know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, I, I, I worked my way up. Pretty I much mean, what I had to do. Yeah. Work my way up to get something good. And yeah, and then you you, you 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 turn in your check from Houston to Liberty. And fuck it all up. <laughs> and fucked it all up. You, you're double dipping, went womp womp. Yeah. It's so cutthroat, dude. If yeah. you do something wrong, you're getting fired. Yeah, it's true. But, you know, I mean, that's anything, any job. Yeah. You know, if you try to cut throat a, a, a race you know yeah. what I'm saying you're gonna you you're know, gonna get screwed you're gonna get screwed so <laughs> but um yeah man uh maybe soon we're at 140 right now already yeah. let's uh, do it again come on back and uh you can you know give us a scoop on your your you know track racing <laughs> career Absolutely. you Heck know yeah. what I'm saying and, and and give us some stats and next day you know you might be like Dude, I'm fucking gonna qualify for the Olympics, you know? Yeah, like, no, God yeah. damn, go ahead, big dog. You yeah, know, do it. I so. think I'm in, in the future gonna have an opportunity to do the hour record at the track. What? So I'll let you know how that goes and when that's coming. I'm gonna tell you to check out two things before. Uh, there's a guy named Walter Dolls. Uh-huh. You know that guy? No, I don't. He's from Houston. Uh, he was a bike messenger for a short stint. But uh, he did this thing called the Big Fix 500, and I, I kind of helped him with it. But he went to the Outkick Velodrome, uh-huh. and 
he had to ride 500 miles without stopping. What? Without stopping. Damn. Ask Carl Jones about it. He knows. I will. You know, That's uh, wild. Dr. Bean was with Rest in Peace. He ain't there no more. Rest he, in Peace. Yeah, you know that guy? No, I don't. Oh, uh, okay. He was actually running the, the velodrome back in the day, too. So he did this thing called the... Uh, the Big Fix 500, and he was to ride 500 miles. Uh-huh. And then, like, maybe the next year he did the uh, Big Fix 24, where he just rode for 24 hours nonstop, Damn. not even getting off his bike at all. Like, just... Wilding, dude. I just remember, I, I was there for both of them, because I took gold sprints out there, and I was doing gold sprints while he was just riding and riding and riding. And like, uh-huh. Dude, I just remember every time he got off the bike... I thought he was going to die, dude. Was like, he was just like, he was like, his whole body was shaking, dude. Like, he was, it was insane. Like, you have, you have to have some insane feet of strength. Yeah. Of course, physically and mentally. Yeah, no, To try to ride 500 miles in 24 hours yeah, and then. That- it was insane, dude. That's crazy. Yeah, when you're going for it like that, that's usually how look you're... him up. Or maybe I should introduce you to him, dude. Dude, the motherfucker's calves was like this big. He had the biggest calves I've ever seen. Of course, but... man. He's a track cyclist, dude. And uh, I might have to introduce you to him. You dude, got one to, of man. these days. He he's that's legend. I think, dude. Yeah, that like, sounds like it. Oh, Walter Dahl. He actually moved to Colorado, and he's like a masseuse out there. But like, for him, like he asked me to help him. I kind of helped promote a little bit for him uh-huh. you know what i'm saying and to get the crowd out there because he was doing it for the histiocytosis of america like a rare disease and he was raising money for that disease but he did two of them dude the big fix 500 and then the 24-hour fix but it was just him and i mean he had arrow bars you yeah. know what i'm saying he was just Damn, just dude, dude. I got really drunk at one of them. <laughs> and, like, I was like, oh, my God, fucking Walter's insane. But just riding the whole fucking 24 hours or 500 miles was just insane, Damn, dude. dude. NASCAR. Look it up, man. If you get a chance, just look it up. I'm sure, like, will, somebody. Man. Or ask Carl Jones or, you know, uh, anybody else who's been out Walter to Bella Jones. Yeah, D-A-W-E-S. Dolls. Fucking animal, dude. I got to write that so. down. There we go. Uh, anyways, um, all right, dude. So actually, I usually end up asking a question for everybody. Let's go. We can wrap Let's this up. Uh, the question is, what is the the craziest thing you saw in downtown Houston working as a bike messenger? Shit, everybody man. has some crazy. So story. much crazy shit. Dude. Well, now it's crazy because everyone's smoking that fucking Kush. Dude, that it's is crazy. zombified it out is there. Crazy, There's so many dude. zombies down there. Man, I've lost count how much crazy shit I've seen. I'm gonna. But say... what was something that you thought like, damn, that's fucked up? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, fuck, man. So much crazy shit. Uh, I'm gonna have to say, I seen a dude like completely naked, like by a bus stop right there on Main <laughs> Street, and like it happens quite often. He was completely naked and like he had a shirt like completely off of him, but it was like still like the sleeves were still on his hands, like uh-huh. on his arms, uh-huh. and he was just like flinging it around. <laughs> 
and the police were like trying to like like get him you know to get his shit on they're like putting gloves on and shit yeah. and, like looking at him like how are we gonna grab this guy yeah damn that's not a, a, a cool <laughs> and place. it's like five o'clock so people are like letting off work and everything and they're like walking down the street looking at this crazy oh my god like, yeah damn dude he's on that cush dude, probably, dude huh? for real dude yeah. no he was yeah. he was wild and dude he was out there just flinging his shirt naked i'm like damn, damn. dude this is crazy <laughs> uh another one i seen the window cleaners on the side of the jp morgan chase tower 70 floors up they started to lower and one side started to lower and the other side got stuck. Mm-mm. Yeah, and they had to go like on the like 65th floor and break the window and get mm. them out. Oh, dude, that's pretty nuts though. Dude, dude everyone was see. looking like, damn, dude, I hope they don't fucking fall off. Like, damn, yeah. So it, they're just hanging sideways yeah. on that damn window cleaner. Yeah, they were like, fucking hanging off. I was like, holy shit, dude, they're about to fall off of that thing. Damn, that's, yeah, that is nuts. All right, the second question I'll always ask people, like, what's the funniest shit you've seen? What's in, the funniest in, shit I've seen? Like, something that had you fucking laughing, you are just like, had to take a picture of it or something, you know? Uh, like, oh, yeah. Or, like, okay. somebody came out clowning, you know what I'm saying? Or someone's talking shit to somebody. Oh, uh, fuck, man. There's a lot of those, too, that happened. In that, those are, like, the always two questions I ask at the end. What is for, the funniest thing I've seen? I've seen a house on a bicycle. What? Yeah, I seen like someone living like inside their bicycle. No way, dude. Let me pull up this picture because you're not gonna believe it. No way, dude. Like he had a he had oh. a house on wheels. No. <laughs> Let me it find was this. So thing. funny because I, today I was driving down uh, cross timbers right here and I saw like a, a, a like a, a trailer bed, but it had a fucking tiny home on it, dude. No way. Because I was thinking, like, you say that, and I saw that this morning, you know, a tiny home on a fucking, like, 12-foot trailer. Let me find this thing, dude. There was a guy behind it, like, with his emergency lights, but there was a guy pulling it in his truck. I was like, what no the fuck? Way. That's a little bitty tiny home. <laughs> but I, that makes me think about what you just said, a guy in a tiny house in a on a bike. Oh, here we go, yeah. Let me see. Oh, snaps. A literal house on wheels. Damn, for real. I see this guy still. He's like, got a trike. Yeah. Damn, sick. Some crackhead ingenuity right there. Yeah. Damn. That's some funny shit. I wonder where he's at right now. <laughs> I, dude, I seen him recently riding really? around, yeah. No shit. He got the mirror and everything on there. Damn. Well, cool, Darby. Thank you uh, for coming on. And Heck dude, yeah, man. This it was, was a pleasure. Yeah, this is definitely, you know, some some action, you know what I'm saying? Some actual live shit you're doing. Fuck trying, yeah. You know, you got a goal. You're trying to get somewhere, join the Olympic team. And, you know, you had the experience of being a bike messenger oh, at the same yeah. time. Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. So. But, yeah, actually, this year, dog, I'm gonna, in December, I'll probably do another winter solstice. Let's go. 2002, Houston through the Knack. Mm-hmm. Um, and people came from all over the world, so uh, I might do uh, like a nat because there's a video online, so I might do just an a, a, like a premiere, put up a screen and show the video and just you know, get a keg. And oh, just I'm ha- so down. And let's... then have uh, a alley cat on top of it. Let's so, go. Let's do it. But yeah, just don't fucking come in. <laughs> I won't. Don't come in till your manifest is completely I won't. done. Dude. I got really butt hurt last time. Yeah, you did. I was like. Come back, dude. Why are you leaving? No, I'm going to go home. (laughs) That was three years ago. Yeah. 
But uh, any last words? You want to get out shout-outs to anybody uh, out there? Shout-out to Elkac Velodrome and the people that organized that. Right shout-out to Fixed Up for supporting me and Steven Burnsed. And shout-out to my mom and my dad for supporting right on. me on my right ventures. On. Yeah. And, yeah. That's it. And shout out to the people doing holding down the stuff for the bike scene. Yeah, it's rad as fuck. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, that concludes uh, episode number thirty-seven with Darby, aka Darbs Day. And uh, catch you on the next one. Peace See out. Ya. Late. <laughs>